the atmosphere is building the tension is rising just want you to be able to soak in some of the sounds that we've been hearing in the last couple of minutes from a jam-packed away end the home ends full to the brim now as well expectancy nerves if they're in that tunnel Dave Edwards what are they saying to each other as the final messages as hard as it is stay composed so so important but you're just focusing on your own job now if you're lined up in that tunnel you can hear the noise outside the atmosphere is incredible it really is hopefully the sign can do it justice and if you're a player in that tunnel you just can't wait for this you want to try and take it all in embrace the moment and i say hopefully you can play your part in one of the greatest days of your career yeah so look uh, they'll feel they'll feel they'll hear the noise what's going to happen when they come out from that tunnel and again if, if that doesn't get you motivated nothing is i'll tell you what we'll just shut up and let you enjoy this the liquidator well, they cut it short, they didn't want to get to it. <laughs> uh, one nil to Wolves. A day to decide black country supremacy. Two of the founder members of the Football League meeting for the 163rd time, but the first in front of supporters for 12 years, though that's nothing compared to the 28-year wait for a Wolves win here at the Hawthorns. Generations of old gold faithfuls, starved of Derby glory, thought 4,000 making the 11-mile journey, hopeful, expectant, nervous, excited, the emotional roller coaster of facing your fiercest local rivals, it can be captivating. The Baggies may have lost at Norwich last time out, but they've won four in a row here. Gary O'Neill's side are six unbeaten in all competitions. On paper, Wolves are the favourites, but these occasions rarely go exactly to plan. Joy or despair, heartache or heaven, is this finally our day? One change from the side that started at Brighton for Gary O'Neill. No Pablo Sarabia. Jean-Ric Nebelgaard comes into the starting lineup. Reynate Nouri returns from international duty. It'll be Jose Sarr in goal, Nelson Semedo, Maximilian Kilman, Craig Dawson, and Totti, and then Matt Doherty as the back five. Mario Lamina and Tommy Doyle in the centre midfield. Pedro Neto, Jean-Ric Nebelgaard, and Mateus Cunha Wolves attacking trio one check two changes for West Bromwich Albion they changed their goalkeeper Josh Griffiths in goal Nathaniel Chalabar comes in for Adam Reach as well they have Darnell Furlong Carl Bartley Cedric Kipler and Connor Townsend the back four okay Yukoslu may well play as part of a back five elsewhere he'll sit in front of the back four with Alex Mowat and Nathaniel Chalabar and then the former Wolves man Jed Wallace skippers the baggies with Brandon Thomas Asante and John Swift their most advanced players on the Wolves bench two goalkeepers in Dan Bentley and Tom King Rayne Nori, Santi Bueno, Hugo Bueno, Joe Hodge, Harvey Griffiths, Tawanda Chirewa and Nathan Fraser Alex Palmer, Eric Peters, Pieper, Tom Fellows, Joven Malcolm, Caleb Taylor, Harry Whitwell, Reese Hall and Fenton Hurd 
all make up the West Bromwich Albion bench. 4,000 in the away end away to my right hand side. Many hundreds of thousands of you around the world desperately tuned in in whichever which way you can be to witness what will hopefully be a historic occasion. I'm Mikey Burrows and alongside me here at the Hawthorns is Dave Edwards and the Hall of Famer Andy Thompson. Yeah, this is one of the games that you look forward to uh, again just before uh, the team's coming out and more so when the teams did come out. The noise coming to our, from our right-hand side, the singing, uh, the cheering, and so it was deafening. So I took the headphones off, even though I can still hear it, but the noise was absolutely unbelievable. I'm just hoping we get that right result now. So, so come on. Yeah, absolutely incredible build-up to this game. Wolves fans in full voice, home fans in full voice, and now it's over to those players on the pitch. Well, it might be Sunday morning, but there's nothing easy about this fixture. West Bromwich Albion in their blue and white striped shirts, white shorts and white socks. They take a knee. Wolves in the old gold shirts, black shorts and gold socks. Albion to get us underway. Wolves playing from right to left as we look at it first half. You can barely hear the whistle as the roar goes up. Wolves are defending the end where their supporters are in the first period as there's an early touch for Griffiths outside his penalty area. Furlong to play it up towards halfway. Lamina tried to intercept. Albion come driving over the halfway line through Chalabar. Trying to reverse the pass towards Wallace. Right inside of the box. Totti trying to hold him off. Wallace gets his cross in and Dawson heads it behind. Early corner. Well, there you go. He didn't know what it was all about. West Brom getting at them straight away. Like I say, not great defending initially but he's able just to get it out for a corner but again we say this every game don't give them anything that they've got opportunities to score from that includes set plays deafening noise inside this stadium Swift takes the corner short Chalabar pulled backwards to Maui infield to Wallace 20 yards from goal back out to the right side Swift takes a touch and delivers his cross in headed away by Lamina out to the Albion left it'll be picked up by the left back Connor Townsend looks to try and swing it back into the danger zone it's allowed to come all the way through Swift has it just and he's offside Doherty blocked him off anyway well if you didn't know what this game was about you've just seen it in the first few seconds of this game West Brom are going to be fired up and I'm sure that's what all the fans the crowd everything involved with this club will be trying to do again now that the press is going to come on early doors from West Brom I'm sure there's enough out there from the Wolves just to handle that Jose Sarr to launch the ball forwards too high for Matt Doherty and out of play for a West Brom throw in front of the technical areas Furlong throws it down the line quickly Thomas Asante being held off by Dawson and Dawson sees it behind for a goal kick yeah, good defending from him. Wolves just switched off a little bit from the throw-in, but Dawson was uh, straight on it, read it really well, and was able just to shield the ball out of play. I hope you can hear us over the veracity of noise inside this stadium. This is what we've missed. Jose Sars kick forwards, one in the air by Furlong, 
Head of Doherty, but it's a Wolves throw. In front of Gary O'Neill's technical area. Well, he's not on the edge of it at the moment. Sat in the dugout alongside his trusted lieutenants. Kilmer to the right-hand side to Semedo. Deep inside the Wolves half, cuts back infield and looks now to play it down the line to Neto on halfway. Back to Semedo, plenty of blue and white behind the ball as it comes back to Kilman who looks to hit a big crossfield diagonal out to Doherty Doherty down the line looking for the run of Cunha I think the flag's going to go up it is and they will pull it back yeah great ball from Kilman out to Doherty Cunha's just got to have a look he doesn't need to be that advanced he's got the pace to go past uh, those defenders because I'll tell you what they were in trouble if he, if he was onside I think he was asking Doherty to play it first time before he had the touch and I suppose he could have big long ball forwards Totti with the header away Doyle with the second in goes Lamina to win it back early up here to Cunha Neto making the break to his right hand side Cunha's ball went a bit high Neto carrying it on put in by Kipra it will come to Semedo 25 yards from goal Neto taking it over Lamina out to the right hand side to Semedo gets it back from Neto Here comes Kilman, just 10 yards over the halfway line to Doyle, pretty much on the centre spot. Now to Totti, back into the middle of the half to Dawson, he'll be closed down quickly by Thomas Asante. Back to Jose Sarr, all in a luminous pink, launches it towards halfway, big shove in the back of Semedo, but he was offside anyway. Yeah, it's a good job he was offside, I think, because it's a two-hand big push. But um, yeah, just got to have a look. That's early on. We've got two offsides already. Just need to look across that line. There's no need for them to be offside. Wolves have settled well into the game, though. First couple of minutes, West Brom are really on the front foot, trying to bring that intensity. But Wolves had a couple of good spells of possession. And it's quite obvious that when West Brom do have the ball and they push bodies forward, there's one occasion where Lamina won it back and gave it to Neto. West Brom are wide open because they've got buddies at the pitch and that is a big area for Wolves to try and try and take advantage of West Brom yeah I think they'll just try and isolate it 1v1 on those wide areas because of the pace that Cunard has got and Neto Partly out to Wallace on the West Brom right just about kept it in but passed it straight to Doyle big gap in the middle of the Albion defence but Pedro Neto was coming back from an offside position Wolves couldn't take advantage Lamina Back to Doyle on the left-hand side of the centre circle. Over halfway into the feet of Cunha. Back to goal. Little tug on him from Chalabar, but Wolves play on. Thomas Bramall is the man given the responsibility. There's no VAR today with it being at a championship ground. Dawson getting booed as he plays it to Totti. Wide to Doherty. Good early ball on towards Belgar. Belgar trying to drive away from Yukoslu out to the left hand touch side couple yards from the corner flag getting some support from Doherty Doherty has Cunha in field here is Cunha still back to goal turning and finding Doyle midway inside the half and Doyle 
trying to spot an early movement good pass in towards Neto helps it to the right side to Semedo not too many bodies in the box Semedo just knocking it down the line right inside of the area for Neto who stands across up towards the far post headed away by Furlong Kilman then in with a crunching challenge on Thomas Asante and that's a West Brom free kick yeah some decent play from Wolves there though so trying to just get that opening against West Brom I just think that if they can just isolate one of the players in that back line of West Brom so like you you would expect them to be beating them all going one versus, versus one against them Neto and Cunha as well for West Brom they're, tr they're almost flipping between a back four and a back five Yokoshlu in the heart of the midfield for for West Brom is going man for man on Bellegarde when Wolves have the ball and he's following him everywhere so he ends up really deep at times and they end up 1v1 West Brom doing that's the perfect scenario for Wolves here he is Yukoslu out to the right side to Furlong midway inside the Wolves half a little bit tucked in he looks to lift across in Thomas Ahantasante's header down easy take for Jose Sartre Cape Cod Wolves listening into us while waiting for the sun to rise and the dog to wake up. Let's go Wolves. Paul says loving the atmosphere, looking for an early goal. 3-0 Wolves. Just uh, watching Wolves play though, it's pretty slow build-up until they get into that top third for me. So look, it's slow and then all of a sudden that energy and that pace is put into the, the attack. As I say that, we just kick it straight out of play. Yeah, too high <laughs> a ball. Kilman looking for Neto. It's very congested in that central area, isn't it? And that's playing a part. Chris says, look, this is huge. Let's do this. Lynn, don't know whether to feel excited or nervous. Still on a high after seeing big George Alakovi's success with Maidstone. A swimming today would be the icing on the cake for the weekend. Come on, me babbies. Crossfield ball out to the Albion left. Neto got there to intercept, but Townsend wins it back from him. Swift looking to cut in from the left-hand side. Back out wide to Townsend. Will lift a first-time cross in. Headed goalwards by Wallace, and that was a free header 10 yards out. And Wolves have got to be wary of that. Well, Dawson's asking that exact question to Totti. Why is he getting a free header? Again, it was just a little bit high for him, so he couldn't really generate any power on it, but... You can't be allowing free headers in that penalty head, especially in that central position. So they'll be a little bit careful about that. Yeah, it's two now as well. Thomas Asante had one just before that, which was another free header in the box. Fortunately for Wolves, both efforts have gone straight at Jose Sarr. Tommy Doyle, long ball looking towards Neto. Neto got it on the chest and back came the challenge of Cedric Kipler to chest it back to his goalkeeper. Yeah, it's a great ball from Doyle, but I think Neto there, he's tried to pull it back on his chest. I think he's just got to let it come across him and just go into the space just beyond him because as soon as he controlled that it was letting the defender get back to him he was saying it was handball but difficult to see from here but great ball from Doyle Moa back to Bartley just the right side of the Albion penalty area lifted towards halfway Dawson and Thomas Asante clashing it came through to Kilman middle of the Wolves half slap bang centre Little five-yard pass to Lamina. Another one to Doyle. Lamina wants it back. And gets it from Tommy Doyle. Heading towards the right. Over halfway for Neto. Samedo just down the line ahead of him. Neto looking back infield. A sea of blue and white blocking his way as it goes all the way back to Jose Sarr. Yeah, just watching there. As soon as that ball goes back to Sarr, 
the West Brom team advanced straight up front, straight away. This is where Wolves want to be though, Belgar challenging with Okay Koslu and the Albion man heading it out of play. There is huge space down those channels though for Wolves. Yukoslu again, he's the deepest one, dropping right back into the heart of the back, back line for West Brom and Bartley and Kipre. The other two centre-backs are going really tight in with Wolves and they're leaving big gaps which Wolves can possibly exploit. Yeah, because Furlong's having to come out to the, the full-back Doherty, so he's leaving massive spaces just beyond there. Just go have that quality ball up to them, give them an opportunity. Dawson in the centre circle to Totti, just on halfway. Doyle wanted it short, he'll go back into Dawson. And to play it low out to the feet of Neto. I was going to say, don't matter how popular he was when he played here, so I could he was liked. Not, th not this afternoon. Doherty trying to touch it back for Totti. Totti's managed to skip away from Wallace. Going down the left-hand side for Wolves. Infield to Cunha, to Belgar. Tried to stab it back in field. Belgar getting a block on the attempted clearance. Cunha heading it to Doherty. From Wolves start to turn the screw on West Brom. Cunha trying to shoot from distance and drags it a long way wide. I'm surprised he's done that because the space in front of him. I thought he could have advanced more up towards the penalty area. But again, it's like they're starting to be patient. They're starting to find little pockets in that defence of uh, West Brom. Just got to keep playing. Just got to keep going. Here's Thomas Asante. On halfway, Lamina trying to get a foot in, it goes back to Townsend. Now here comes Swift down the Albion left, midway inside the Wolves half, still advancing. Held up by Kilman. Wants to try and play the ball in field. There's an array of gold shirts circling around him. It's with Okayukoslu. Low across the centre circle for Furlong. Trying to play it out wide to Wallace, who got him behind Doherty. Wallace whips his cross in, deflected and came off Dawson. The final touch, and it'll be an Albion corner. Yes, I think Doherty just got caught in no man's land a little bit. He wasn't marking Wallace and the Salak. He wasn't marking the space either, and he was able just to get that ball to him. Just got to get a little bit closer to him, Salak. You're either blocking it, or you're marking the player out wide. Yeah, Jed Wallace has got terrific quality, hasn't he? He's been a few good balls already. Thomas Asante was sharp in the middle, movement across Dawson. But once again, Dawson gets his body in the right position, protects that front post. It'll be Mowat to take the corner, left-footed from the right-hand side. Getting set to try and whip the in-swinger, dangerous one, came off a Wolves head, high in the air, Jose Great. Sarr comes and claims. Well, that's what you want from your keeper, isn't it? Thrown out quickly to Neto. He looked like he was being held by Townsend, he was, that's a Wolves free kick. Yeah, just getting back to that set play, there's nothing better than a goalkeeper coming to catch the ball, relieving that pressure. But again, say Wolves just got to be careful, always say about them giving away silly little set plays. Because you just give the opposition opportunities to get a chance at goal. Dawson for Kilman. Lamina back to Kilman, out to the right side to Semedo. This wonderful atmosphere as Kilman looks to lock a long ball forwards, headed away by Yukoslu. Totti getting the interception. Here's Cunha. 
Midway inside the half, infield to Lamina. To his right hand side, out all the way out to Semedo. I think it was meant for Neto, but Semedo will keep it in. 10 yards from the right hand corner flag. We need to run at Townsend. We'll pull it back to Neto. And further backwards to Dawson, just out of the centre circle. Now Doyle to Totti. Totti clipping a crossing that's deep. It's headed away to the edge of the box. Cunha will get to the loose ball there. Takes it back out to the right. Gets it from Semedo. Cunha's looking for the through ball. Deflected. It will be a corner. Yeah. Well, West Brom players don't think they've got a touch on it, but referee was quite adamant that they say the touch, last touch come from the West Brom defender. Yeah, and if Wolves can't attack quickly, West Brom get a lot of bodies back. So he needs to be patient in and around their box, try and move it quick side to side. And he can try and find some little gaps then for those little cute balls. Can you tried one there? Wolves just needs to be a little bit more patient. Yeah, just on the other hand, so like just watching Dawes just come over to the touchline. I don't know what was wrong with him. One of the physios has come to him. I don't know if he's got a problem. I think he's just adjusting something with his shin pad and sock. Corner from Neto. In swinger, left footed from the right side. Too deep for everyone. And out of play for a goal kick. Let me just take this opportunity to say a big happy birthday to my little man Noah. 12th birthday today. He's had a disappointing morning. His own football team suffering a 5 1 defeat. But the lesson is there for this Wolves team really that you can suffer those type of defeats and you can come back don't worry little man football gets better and have a great day buddy and I'll see you when I get home hopefully in a good mood later on today it is goalless at the Hawthorns Lamina for Belkar Kilman on halfway out to the right side to Semedo Leaving it for Neto. About 30 yards from goal. Looking infield on his left foot. Instead turns and plays it down the line for Lamina. Lamina's low ball in. Belgar tried to get there. Came to Cunha who hit it. Swinging round really and leaning back. And he went a long way high over the bar. I think that's half a chance for me. I think that's half a chance. Sat up noise for him as well. Oh, yeah. I think he'll be disappointed with that. He's better than that. Yeah, best moment of the game for Wolves. Or best opportunity I should say. It's always going to be hard to score off crosses because West Brom get lots of bodies back in the box and they're a big team as well. On this occasion, Cooney just finds a little bit of space in the box on the swivel. but gets under the ball too much, but it is half a player of his quality. That is a chance. Kilman with the ball. Out to the right side to Semedo. That's going field to Lamina. Say Albion have done a pretty decent job so far of frustrating Wolves. Wolves have seen plenty of the ball. We know it's not always to the strength of this team to dominate possession. They like to be able to hit on the counter, like to be able to carry the ball and take it past people. Nobody's had more successful take-ons than Wolves in the Premier League this year. There's Wallace down the right side for West Bromwich Albion. Backwards to Bartley, just inside the Wolves half. To Yukoslu, and now Murray. Swift back to Yukoslu. Furlong, we have played just over 18 minutes. Game maybe just settling into its rhythm. Not enough from Wolves, you might feel. 
in an attacking sense can they step it up a little bit can they go through the gears well Wolves are just trying to control the game aren't they so they're trying to control the game for little spells and just be patient with the play but again it's when he gets that top, top third it's just got to be precise with that pass and try and get one of those strikers in Doherty for Doyle Cunha nice to find Doherty and Doherty driving into the left-hand side of the box and still running and his attempted cross is blocked off by Bartley and it will be a Wolves corner. Yeah, well played. Well played down this left-hand side by Doherty. A couple of little one-twos. But opportunity, hopefully it's better than the last uh, corner what went straight over the top of everybody. It'll be Doyle to take the corner, right-footed from the left-hand side, in-swinging delivery, Cunha and Totti on the edge of the six-yard box, Kilman, Dawson, Lamina to run from the penalty spot, Doherty beyond them, it's cleared away at the near post. It'll be a Wolves throw, Doyle's thinking about taking it, instead I think he'll leave it for Totti. Here's Dawson on halfway. 225 appearances and 15 goals for West Bromwich Albion. You turn up wearing old gold and you're public enemy number one. Andy Thompson's public enemy number two in here. Yeah, I was popular when I come back with Tramway. Very popular. I'm sure you were. Yeah, so... Yeah. Well, I think it was about the second game after I left Wolves. Then I come here, come back here, so... We won, though. We won 2-0, so it was all right. Dawson clattered into the back of Yukoslu. And he may well get a talking to from Thomas Bramall. It was a bit of a late challenge. He kind of turned his back on it a bit. Free kick taken short, mow it. Long ball forwards looking for Thomas Asante. Dawson is back. Left hand side of the penalty area, forced out towards the corner flag. And support. Swift. Townsend. Samedo getting back to him and put enough pressure, meaning the cross just went harmlessly into the waiting Jose Sar's arms. Yeah, Swift causing Wolves a little bit of problems. He's playing off that left-hand side. He's naturally a, a number 10 creative player, so he's drifting inside. And Semedo doesn't want to follow him in there because Connor Townsend is galloping up on the, the left-hand side. And he's going into areas which are difficult for Wolves to pick up, almost like he is now on the ball. Which is somewhere Wolves have got to be careful because he has the quality to hurt teams. Albion playing it around on the halfway line. Their turn to try and pull Wolves out of their shape and position. Goes to wide down the right side for Wallace. Totti is with him. 
Wallace getting on the inside of him, low cross in towards the near post, Swift has it, trying to get it goalwards, hits Dawson and goes behind for a corner. Yeah, that's two or three times down this right-hand side for West Brom where Wallace has got in, got to either cut off uh, the ball to him or you've got to mark him. So look, at the minute he's causing us problems down this right-hand side, the left-hand side for Wolves. Albion corner as we hit the 23-minute mark. Swift right-footed from the right side. Out swinger, headed away by Totti. Headed back out to the right side for Swift. Looking to launch it back into the danger zone, but an easy take for Jose Sarr. Here is Lamina. To Doyle. Neto has it. I just think that so we, I think we've got to just take a little bit more of a risk, more in advanced areas. At the minute, so look, um, seem reluctant to just go through that back line of West Brom. And so we give the ball away a couple of times. Just got to have a little bit of a gamble, if anything. Kilman to Dawson. Doyle dropping into the defensive line, allowed to turn and bring it up towards halfway, midway between the centre circle and the touchline. Now finding Doherty. Doherty back infield to Doyle. To the feet of Cunha, was trying to set it for Neto, but didn't quite get it right. And that's kind of been the story of Wolves in the final third so far. Totti's headed down the line, swift infield. Albion just trying to move around their troops a little bit as goalkeeper Griffiths finds Kipra to bring it forwards and just to reach Wallace now Chalabar brilliant sliding challenge from Kilman to win it back now this is when we can be lethal on that counter attack now Townsend out of position as Belgar finds Neto Neto going to cut back in field lots of blue and white back behind the ball now as it's switched over to Doherty Doherty waiting for Totti to run round on the outside. He's got Doyle in field. Totti will find Doyle. Doyle trying to clip it in towards the run of Lamina. A little shove in the back is we'll see it safely through to the goalkeeper. Andy Morgan listening in Iceland, not the shop, he says. Come on, Wolves, we got this. David Roll, bright and early kickoff while I get ready for work and make the 78 mile, one and a half hour drive at 5.45 a.m. Hoping our Wolves are more than awake than I am and pull out a win. Rich says it's Lisa's first baggy derby. Come on, Wanderers. And someone here is listening in to us before they go on a holiday to Disney. Win of the Hawthorns would be a great way to start the vacation. Totti intercepting for Walls. Out to the left-hand touchline, mid-range side of his own half. Infield to Cunha. Trying to switch it across to Neto. There's the space in front of Neto. Can he take it on? He's going to leave it for Semedo. And run round on the overlap. Semedo getting deeper inside the West Brom half. Wide to Neto. Ten yards from the corner fight. Back infield, he looks to go. Still running infield, now finding Doyle. Doyle further out to Semedo 
Semedo cutting infield himself and in the end he'll have to go wide to Neto Neto's low cross blocked off Chanabar trying to set it backwards that was awkward but Moa knocked it past Neto back towards his own corner flag in a bit of trouble manages to get Kipra just to whack it clear Kilman wins it back was a little tug on his shirt no referee happy enough with it Albion come away with the ball Thomas Asante over halfway Doyle back to him good foot in and he'll win the throw as well brilliant play from him there but I'd just like to see our wide players just commit the West Brom players to it the end of the day seeing a bit of reluctance to put that ball in the net uh, sorry into the box just like to see us just be a little bit more confident in that wide area can we get them isolated can we get them on one versus one yeah, because West Brom gets so many bodies back so quickly you need someone you need someone with a wall shirt on to go and take a West Brom player on all of a sudden things will start to open up but when West Brom are back in their shape it's so hard to try and find that killer ball because there isn't the space to do so but like Tomo was saying if Neto can get at someone take him on then all of a sudden someone's got a break from that shape to come across to him Totti trying to get a foot in to win possession back for Walls and Belgar getting a free kick in a central midfield area yeah. 15 yards inside the Albion half just the left of centre as you look towards goal yeah that's better from him so like just getting his body just in between the defender Belgar but there has been opportunities where we've been one versus one and we just paused and I just think that you've got there the opportunities that you've got to have West Brom are getting a lot of bodies back so they're only leaving the one player up and everybody else is coming back and getting into those little pockets just got to try and get a little bit better on it it's quite a high defensive line for this free kick a good couple of yards outside the penalty area there's a fair old breeze as Doyle looks to clip it forwards didn't quite get much on it and swiped away big hoofed clearance that Thomas Asante is giving chase and Semedo's realised he's got to deal with it and because of the chase and there's Thomas Asante Semedo had to head it out of play yeah that's what they're going to do they're going to chase absolutely everything down and look what it's done it's given them an opportunity from a set play from us near enough just in that top third for West Brom just got to get on things a lot better and a lot quicker Darnell Furlong preparing a long throw Bartley and Kipper affords from the back with Koslu in around the near post area as well <coughs> haunting memories of a goal at Molyneux in the Covid games in a similar scenario Furlong's throw in towards a crowded six yard box Doherty's first header bouncing awkwardly Kipper trying to go in there swinging the boot at it comes to the edge of the box and Wolves just about get it clear Lamina was caught late Wolves get a free kick yeah I just think that we need to be careful to defend set players a little bit better than we have because that ball could have dropped to anybody in that penalty area the amount of bodies that were in there fortunate that we just got something on it they're a big side aren't they West Brom they're a big side and yeah. it's going to cause you problems yeah balls into the box already you can see Wolves are finding it difficult to get a good clearance on it usually Dawson and Kilman are so dominant and get good distance on their clearances but it's increasingly difficult 
And it's good quality coming into the box as well. I know that was, a, that was a throwing on that occasion, but they're not wasting any crosses or chances or opportunity to get the ball into the box, West Brom. Long kick falls from Totti. Belgar giving chase down the Wolves' left. And did that come off Bartley? Yeah. Will be a Wolves throw. See, that's a good ball for me. I think the ball down the side with the pace that we've got. They're going to have no messing. They're, they're lads at the back. Totti for Doyle, midway inside the Albion half. Ten in from the left-hand touchline. Across the centre circle to Kilmer. Swept out low to the feet of Semedo. Swift going to close him down. Ball goes infield to Lamina. Back to Semedo. Say it's a, a bank of five and then a bank of four. It's hard to break down. This is Premier League against Championship, remember. They were never going to come and beat swashbuckling and open no it was always going to be difficult it was always going to be difficult against them that's what I'm saying when you do get those counter attacks can you get at them quicker than we are you don't need Cunha trying to get it in those type of areas on half ways big strong challenge from Chalabar St Kilman further back into his own half Doyle for Dawson wide to Totti to Doherty Totti to Doherty again, still deep inside the Wolves half. To Dawson, a couple of yards outside the penalty area. We've played 32 minutes as the big crossfield diagonal ball. It's meant for Semedo, and Semedo's done brilliantly to get to it. Hooked clearance, Neto will chase, but he won't reach it. Mowat, Semedo's out of position for the time being. Here comes Swift in that position. On towards Wallace, flag's going to go yeah. up, he's offside. Good line. Good line, good defensive line from them. But again, that's what I fear, leaving ourselves open when we are trying to counter-attack. Because they say that they've definitely got the bit between the teeth, West Brom. As soon as they get that ball with pace, they're going forward. And they've got some good footballers in there as well, some good technical players. Sort of Swift and, and Wallace's movement off the flanks is very good. But Alex Moe as well, he's a terrific footballer, lovely left foot, very technical. Well, Asante seems to be chasing everything down as well, doesn't he? Yeah, so he's stretching walls, which is making them not want to come too tight, and then it's given pockets of space for Swift and Wallace to operate in. Totti. For Dawson. Just could be a yard or so ahead of the D with his own penalty area. 33 minutes played. Goalless at the Hawthorns on Derby Day in the Black Country. Lamina for Doyle. Into bringing up over halfway. Now Belgar took that nicely. He crossed him in with a challenge. Doherty helps it on. Belgar down the left-hand side. Trying to help it on here for Cunha. Pulling it back. Deflected and almost in. And it's gone behind, I think, for a corner. It has. Well, that's better play from them. All of a sudden, they've got West Brom running back on their, the heels a little bit. A little bit of movement caused them problems. Yeah, it's good football from Wolves. It's the first time they've really gone forward and not turned back in on the occasion. Every pass has been a progressive pass. Played it forward. Good skill by Doherty. Link-up player Bellegarde and Cunha gets themselves into a really good area. And then once it's crossed into the box, it could have gone anywhere. Corner taken short. Neto on the left, trying to find some space. Cross-blocked by Wallace, it'll be another Wolves corner that I think Neto's telling Doyle he wants to take this time 
A left footer from the left, the outswinging delivery. Doherty's gone in front of the keeper. Totti's on the edge of the six-yard box. Three to make their run from the penalty spot. In goes Neto's high-hanging delivery. Bit too high. Headed comfortably away. Belgar beats Thomas Asante to it. Goes back to Jose Sarr, who rolls it to the feet of Semedo on the edge of the centre circle. Doyle clipping it to the right-hand side to Kilman. Nice control. Backwards to Belgar. Dawson to Doyle. Totti. I'm just not quite seeing the runs that people are trying to make. And from our high vantage point, the top of the Halfords Lane stand. Now, I think the first thing that comes in Totti's head is just kind of get it played out to Doherty out wide. But there's been that option in front of him. Either Neto or Cunha, who's just uh, able to get that ball. He just needs to put it into that space for them. I think it's when Tommy Doyle gets the ball. That's the occasion where you want Wolves players to really start to run beyond because he's always got his head up, Tommy Doyle, looking for that killer pass. But every time it goes into him, seeing Wolves are coming to feet on that occasion. Whereas the space, like you said, Tommy, is in behind. Playing a high line, West Brom. Playing a high line, but also as well, the fullbacks for West Brom are pushing on to our fullbacks. So there's definitely gaps and spaces just in the channel. Lamina's ball. Doherty was blocked off off the ball but Thomas Bramwell says there was no foul and Furlong trying to capitalise on Doherty slow to get to his feet comes to Wallace infield to Furlong held up by Totti back to halfway Belgar challenging on Yukoslu flicked infield to Mower. now for Swift left hand side of the half moving forwards wide to Townsend Townsend closed down by Semedo It'll be crossed in by Mowat, headed away by Dawson. And is that going to go wrong side? Semedo can't keep it in, it's a corner. I'm just watching it, I sound like you're watching the West Brom challenges coming in against the Wolves players. And they just seem like they're just getting into them and they're unsettling them with the challenges. When Wolves get the ball, so like at the moment, so sorry, when West Brom get the ball, we're just like standing off them and allowing them to have that ball. We've just got to get into them a little bit, unsettle them. Mowat with the corner, left-footed from the left-hand side. Albin supporters on their feet behind him. Wall supporters on their feet behind the goal. 37 minutes gone of the Hawthorns. Everybody in gold back to defend. Neto there to protect the short. It's drilled towards the edge of the box and read by Doherty intercepts. And if he looks up, Neto's in a lot of space. Here comes Pedro Neto racing forwards up towards the edge of the penalty area. Neto back onto his left foot, still running. Neto to get the strike away. Yes! Pedro Neto finds the bottom corner and Wolves lead at the Hawthorns. Well, that's what we talk about, a counter-attack. Oh, unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. The first time Wolves have had the opportunity to run into space. And Matt Doherty, brilliant awareness. He's the one who reads the, the corner kick that West Brom are trying to play. They're trying to get it to Jed Wallace on the edge of the box. And Doherty reads it, nips in, but then he has the vision to put it into the space for Neto. And absolutely brilliant from Pedro Neto. Looked like the chance had gone. He kept going and reversed his shot into the bottom corner. Pedro Neto, the hero of the Hawthorne so far. 
as the smoke billows from the flares let off in the away end of the way to our right hand side if anything probably West Brom will probably look the stronger of the sides with the way that they've gone about the game but we said about that counter attack the pace that we've got one versus one was always going to be a problem for West Brom and you've just seen an example of it there here comes Wallace brilliant sliding challenge from Totti there's a golden glow drifts across the Hawthorns uh, from the smoke away to our right yeah that nice smell as well with it only a second goal of the season for Pedro Neto by the way I think it was a great pass straight from, straight away from Deverty though wasn't it oh, brilliant. straight into his path he didn't have to break his stride he did be try he wasn't too cute if it was he Matt Doherty didn't try to play it to his feet he just left it in an area and Neto trying to get onto his left foot got a little bit of luck but the finish was brilliant sent Josh Griffiths the wrong way he was coming across his goal put it back where it came from couldn't get down quick enough terrific strike by Neto he'd gone eight games without a goal that brilliant hit it's a pretty similar hit should be said away at Luton yeah it was a great finish one versus one on that one as well wasn't it when he's come inside against Luton that's where he's a danger here's Albion though creating danger of their own Chalabar down the right Doyle has tracked him played backwards to Wallace first great time defending. cross blocked by Totti great defending and Doherty bundled into the slippy running track that goes around the ground it's just a Albion throw but Furlong will look to launch in long yeah they'll, they'll think that they'll get something from these set plays if you look at the way that they're set up as you mentioned when they come to the, the Molyneux that was one of the things that they got high ball into the box headed away by Doherty he looked for a fracture just watching the replay it looked for a a second that he'd lost the ball hadn't he Neto but it just rebounded and ricocheted to him went through the legs of one of the defenders as well which always puts off goalkeepers it's usually how it happens isn't it Neto in with a strong challenge Totti trying to head away got it away with his right boot with a second attempt Cunha clever little flick finds Belgar things just starting to go Wolves way more often now yeah well I said you've got to get into West Brom a little bit more because I said he was letting West Brom receive and take the ball a little bit too comfortable for me they were getting into the Wolves players making it unsettling but yeah it's, it's all about getting that goal isn't it and being clinical and that's what Neto did there Hillman for Doyle listen to that away end Totti to try and play the ball forwards Doherty getting control of it but had okay costly with his back Doyle with a sliding interception on halfway Doyle flicking backwards to Dawson Belgar can't hang on to it picked up by Chalabar out to the right hand side towards Wallace Wallace clattered into by Doherty that's a free kick right on the touchline by his old mate <laughs> them two are very close at Wolves no love not, there not, I was going to say no, not close today though mate There's not, a little, not till after the game little wry smile from Doc towards Jed there 
Here's Kipra. Back into across the centre circle for Bartley. 42 and a half minutes have been played. Bartley under pressure from Belgar. Back to Griffiths. He's outside of his penalty area. Kosloo for Bartley. Little flick from Chalabar. Managed to find Wallace. He's the wrong side of Doyle. And he's driving on. Jed Wallace, what right, a brilliant tackle. challenge from Kilman. What a tackle. What a tackle because I thought everything was opening up for Wallace there. Yeah, lovely football from West Brom. Really was. Quick interlink in play. Max Kilman with an excellent block coming towards his rescue there. Here's Totti, infield to Doyle. Belgar on halfway, Wolves just dictating the terms. Doyle into Neto and back. Well, the thing is now, the Wolves got that goal, they can dictate what they want now. It's for West Brom to come out a little bit more because when they go, Wolves are going against them, they've got that back line, they've got a five and a four. Belgar clattered into by Yakoslu. Referee had a good view, but deems there to have been no infringement. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about, where West Brom are making it difficult for Wolves to receive that ball. That's what Wolves are going to replicate to them. Albion nil, Wolves won as we head towards the final minute of the 45. Here's Mower just over the halfway line for the Baggins. Backwards to Kipra. Big imposing centre half across to Bartley. Further wide to Furlong. Trying to play in behind for the run of Chalabar. Doyle came across and just put it out of play for a throw. Yeah, good play by. But I presume the long throw will come again. Oh, no. I thought the, the lads from the back of West Brom would be pushing up. But they decided against it. Furlong. To Bartley, infield to Mower. Now Kipra, another wide to Townsend, back to Kipra on halfway, midway between the touchline and centre circle. Mower dropping into a defensive position. Cross loop for Swift, back to Mower. Now being playing it around, Wolves chasing as one minute is going to be added on. Yeah, nothing silly now. Half time go in, 1 0. Totti's throw, infield to Cunha. Oh, that was heavy by Cunha. He didn't need to lose it there. Totti trying to recover. Comes to Thomas Asante. Cunha manages to make amends, wins it back, infield to Doyle. Doyle switching across to Semedo, Neto pulling wide. Semedo has to go back in field to Lamina. Lamina carrying the ball away from Moa and finding Neto back to Doyle. Last couple of seconds as Dawson finds Totti. The referee will put his whistle to his lips. I bring the first 45 minutes to an end. Wolves are in front. So far, so good. Pedro Neto's strike. The difference between the two teams in what's been probably a little bit more cagey than maybe we anticipated 
before kick-off. Albion have sat deep in there, allowed Wolves to have plenty of the ball, but eventually the counter-attack. That's what we knew would Wolves would be more threatening at, and it paid off. Yeah, they did, and um, Selok, for whatever reason, in that first half, a little bit reluctant when we were one, one versus one about getting at them. But it was all about that counter-attack, about Neto running through. It's, we knew that he's got the pace and the ability to cause big problems against West Brom. Uh, got a little bit of luck towards the end, but it was a great finish. Um, and look, Wolves, Wolves have defended well, but they've had to. Because West Brom have basically threw everything at them. They've been up for this uh, game and made it difficult. Yeah, West Brom have actually played really well this first 45 minutes, but Wolves, I think, have done a real professional job. West Brom started fast, had a few opportunities always putting crosses in the box but apart from a couple of free headers that early on Wolves have defended it really well but you can just tell Wolves when they have that space to run into they've done it all season they are devastating on the counter-attack it's almost like you're a West Brom fan you almost don't want to commit too many players towards you don't want to be attacking too much because you can see corner kick they try something a little bit different it's read by Wolves and all of a sudden they're out. Matt Doherty, unbelievable to read the initial cross and then to execute the pass. And Pedro Neto is pace. It's it's frightening. It frightens other teams. It frightens Premier League teams, and it's been the difference. And when he got the opportunity, uh, I mean, we'd have probably been all thinking, just go, go direct, go direct. And he and he looked to cut back in, and it nearly cost him the chance. Yeah, he did. He's, he's cut back in where he's brought not just one but two uh, West Brom players into into the game then. He got a little bit fortunate, he just fell nice for him, but again, it was, it was a good finish. So I know it's gone between the West Brom players' legs and the uh, goalkeeper's unsighted, but it's all about the finish for me, and, and that is the threat that Wolves have got. And West Brom, with everything that they've thrown forward, they were always going to leave themselves open if Wolves could get that ball quickly. But as I was saying there, great ball from Doherty. It wasn't about picking him out, just put it into the space for him, and we said that time and time again. Uh, in recent years even where we've said you haven't got to pick a player out just put it into an area we've got the pace and uh, he got the rewards for it yeah and uh, I think you mentioned in commentary Edo, that you have to give Matt Doherty a huge amount of credit there because uh, uh, do you remember the FA Cup tie that you played in at Liverpool where he played one for Helder Cotter and yeah, I think it ended right. up getting us a breakaway it might have led to the Andy Vyman goal it's that ability to just say I'm not going to carry it. I'm not going to waste that extra second that, that costs us the break. I'm just going to play it. And the, the best part of Matt Doherty's game, and it always has been, is anticipation. Finds himself in areas in the pitch which are really hard to, to, to deal with. He gets a lot of goals because he anticipates where the ball's going to land. And he did it on that occasion there from a defensive point of view. He must have half knew Jed Wallace was there lurking around the edge of the box and they might try and cut a ball back to him. And as soon as that corner was hit, he was there, he's on the spot. Excellent first touch as well, plucked it out the air. Um, but from up here, we can see the whole pitch and we're screaming, Pedro Neto is in acres. But trust me, when you're in the middle of that pitch and you've got bodies around you and you've got to try and pick a pass, it takes a lot. And Matt Doherty was aware enough to know he was there, but then also had the ability to put it into a space where Pedro Neto could use his pace. Doesn't have to worry about dribbling it, use your pace to get ahead of the players and Neto does well he got a bit fortuitous that it bobbled back to him a little bit but once he got into the centre of the goal he got a really good strike on good contact it went through a defender's legs but he put it back across Josh Griffiths very difficult for a goalkeeper he was going to his right hand side had to get back down to his left it was a terrific strike and it's been a very very professional performance by Wolves 
got to keep it up. Yeah, they have. Um, I would. I don't want to see what uh, the set players and giving away free kicks and corners. What we've done a little bit too much for me. That will be one of their big threats. But I just think that one, we've handled it pretty well. But again, if you're inviting teams to come on to you a little bit from set plays, sooner or later they might get their opportunity. But look, I think there's more goals there for Wolves. If Wolves can just be patient with some of their play, be a take a little bit more of a gamble when they've got one versus one situations, I think they can cause West Brom. And West Brom also as well. have got to come out a little bit more in the second half uh, to try and get themselves back into the game. As I say, so far, so good, but still a long way to go on this Sunday lunchtime at the Hawthorns. Albion nil, Wolves won, don't go anywhere. So we are moments away from the teams rejoining us for the second half here at the Hawthorns. You can get in touch, by the way, at Mikey Burrows on Twitter, slash X, whatever you want to call it, uh, to get in touch and have your say on how it's been going so far, uh, David Rolls has got my coffee, sausage, egg and cheese croissant and now driving during the second half, pumped up with our 1-0 lead. Let's see this through to a win. Uh, it's just one of those situations now where you feel like West Brom are going to have to attack a little bit more. And because of that, that will create more opportunities for Wolves to hit on the counter. So Albion are back. Just waiting for Walls to rejoin us. Fifth round draw is made this afternoon. If Walls can be there. They're on the way. But there is still a long way to go. And history tells you in this fixture that it is never done and dusted. The Wolves are keeping Albion waiting. Here they come. Led by Captain Maximilian Kilman. Gary O'Neill is a deep thinker, Dave Edwards. He likes to go through all the tactical options. I don't think he'll have been one of those kind of old, old style barnstorming halftime speeches. More uh, in case of you doing well, but here's the little tweaks I want you to make. Yeah, he'd have, he'd have seen a few things where Wolves can go out and, and try and put in a more dominated performance in the second half. He'll be delighted that they've got, got in front, they haven't conceded. And he'll know that this game will open up in the second half and he's probably just trying to get his team ready for when those opportunities do arise that they can take advantage of and try and get this game out of sight as quickly as possible. Back underway, the noise covered the whistle there. She's back and we are watching Wolves play from left to right as we look at its second half, attacking the 4,000 travelling supporters in the Smethwick end away to our right, defending the Birmingham Road end away to our left 
Swift with an early opportunity thinking about shooting from distance and palmed down and grabbed at the second attempt by Jose Sarr who throws out quickly to Pedro Neto Neto looking to look back in field and then that's a little bit loose behind Semedo and Swift got to it first backwards here for Kipra Kipra might fancy room to shoot instead he's blocked off by Doyle the ball comes to Wallace backwards to Furlong here's Chalabar Kipper has stayed forwards at the minute and eventually begin to move back as the ball comes backwards to Bartley to Yukoslu playing as much more of a regulation central defender start of this second period kind of with ta was tasked with going where Belgar went in the first half maybe he will do so now that Kipper has dropped back in running through the two teams in a sec as there's an overhit pass for Wallace so Albion have Griffiths in goal, Furlong, Bartley, Kipper and Towns in the back four. Yukoslu kind of in the back five and stepping into midfield just ahead of them really. With Moa and Chalabar as the main central midfielders, Wallace, Thomas, Asante and Swift. The attacking trio, Saar in goal for Wolves, Semedo, Kilman, Dawson, Totti, Doherty, Lamina and Doyle in midfield, Neto, Belgar and Cunha up top. Big kick out towards Doherty, goes over the top of him. Will be an Albion throw. You can tell Wolves are winning because the general atmosphere has dropped right down. Yeah, it had, and even when we went in the press room, it felt like it was a little bit subdued in there as well. So it was a, uh, yeah, it, it, like I say, that goal has took the stuffing out of West Brom a little bit. But I just think this next ten minutes or so is going to be so important to the game. Just got to make sure that we don't give nothing away. Now you don't want it to be 1-0 going into the final period of the game, do you, when this place will really rise up. It's Thomas Asante putting Dawson under pressure. Kilman with a clearing header. Wallace forwards. Lamina nodding down for Totti. Comes through to Belgar. Belgar is caught on the halfway line. Wolves free kick. Couple of yards in from the left-hand touchline. Can Wolves get themselves into a real position of dominance? couple more goals would be lovely maybe five that'd be very nice there's Samedo for Kilman looking to hit the crossfield ball out to Doherty cushion header down to Cunha 40, 40 yards from goal carrying it forwards infield to Belgar Belgar just about got it to Doyle back out to Doherty on the Wolves left Lamina's waiting for a cross in clipped in towards him and Lamina's headed goalwards but not quite enough power on it and taken comfortably by Josh Griffiths lifted forwards by Bartley but comfortably taken by Dawson his pass is a bit wayward looking for Doherty yeah I'd just like to see when the ball just goes up to our main three up front just to be a bit more positive, can we look forward from that first touch? So rather than just inviting West Brom onto here a little bit. Albion nil, Wolves one. Four minutes of the second half have been and gone.
Doyle forced to play it all the way back to Jose Sarr. We will look to launch it towards the run of Pedro Neto. Kipper won it in the air. Townsend in field to mow it. Swift's ball. Interception by Dawson and Totti and Belgar again winning the free kick. Well, straight away, West Brom players just give away a straight pass and you can hear the mountain Ooh, Dawson thought he spotted oh. Neto making a run, but referee says the ball was moving. Great spot. They say it was fractional with the, with the movement on it, but great spot for me. But I just think that West Brom are just going to be under a little bit of pressure now from the, their fans if they don't get anything quickly. Edo, Edo, you're more set along the gantry than I am. How close was Neto to being offside there, by the way? I think he would have been on. But I think the ball just rolling back towards Dawson. It was unfortunate. He was dying for the ball to stop so he could just get on with it. But, yeah, no, he hadn't. He had acres to run into as well, didn't he, Pedro Neto? Semedo back to Kilman. Drops a shoulder past Moet. Lifts it forwards. Headed away by Yukoslu. Over the halfway line. Kilman will let it go out of play for the throw. Well, just looking at their, their bench. Very animated, their coach or assistant manager, whatever he is. Carlos Corbran is. Yeah, he's very animated. He's trying to get his team to push up. Townsend. And to clip it forwards towards Wallace. Totti is there with him. Kilman trying to head away. Samedo's managed to hook it forwards. Moet with Belgar at his back. And as soon as he felt the pressure went over and won the free kick just two yards inside the half five in from the left hand touchline taken quickly to Yukoslu backwards to Bartley Quinn you're applying the pressure all the way back to the goalkeeper on the edge of the box now Kipra back to Griffiths just outside his six yard box lower across the penalty area for Bartley looking to knock it long into the Wolves half Dawson reads it and heads back over halfway Lamina had more time than he realised but went back to Kilman who just had to hoof it forwards that's where you need a little bit of a shout isn't it yeah it is but so the, with the West Brom pushing up the Wolves players just got to work back a little bit sooner so they're walking back maybe they have a little jog back just to give them a sound, an outlet because when we are getting the ball because they're offside we can't play to them Wallace blocked off by Totti Albion throw, but midway inside their own half. 52 minutes played. Koslu back to Furlong. Infield to Kipra into the penalty area for Albion. Now finding Swift. Space to carry it over the halfway line. Corbrandt waving his players on. A nudge from Neto. In goes Kilman. Ball comes back to Mowit. He's going to clip across into the far post. And it's headed back across dangerously. And what a time by Kilman. Still we play on. Swift has it. Low across the Wolves get it clear. All eyes were looking for a penalty that never came. As Cunha is barged off it by Bartley on halfway. And he can't believe he's not got a free kick. Well, Referee's been consistent at least. Well that's been come from us being too relaxed. Switching off. Swift's ball forward safely through to Jose Sarr. I think that we were our own and worst enemies there. I just think that half-hearted, some of the sloppy passes, control, and it just allows West Brom just to get that tack. You can't allow that. If they get any opportunity, any kind of light to get to the ball, they're going to do it. Dave Edwards has got the screen. What do you think? I don't think it's a penalty. 
Max Kilman gets himself back in a really good position. It's more Thomas Asante going into him, although he did have his arm on his shoulder. The wall's been sloppy at the start of the second oh, half. Oh, Doyle, brilliant pass. He was caught late as he got it wide to Doherty. Totti's racing up in support. Doherty, oh, he sent Totti too wide, and Totti can't keep it in. It's a goal kick. There you go, there's an example of it. I've just been sloppy a little bit the last five minutes or so. I think Wallace is going to get booked, I think. Yeah. Left it on a little bit onto Doyle. Yeah, bad tackle that by Jed Wallace. Catches Tommy Doyle really late. Swipe of the left foot at Tommy Doyle's knee. But yeah, but Wolves haven't started the second half well. I think the game as a whole has been quite scrappy, but Wolves in particular haven't got into their usual rhythm. And West Brom on that occasion had a little bit too much time on the ball. Alex Mowat put a lovely ball into the back post. Matt Doherty got caught underneath it and Jed Wallace puts it right back across the goal. Crying out for a West Brom shirt to get on the end of it. Thomas Asante is the one who's there. And Max Kilman has to do his absolute best to get back into a position. It was Kilman who actually cleared it from the second moment as well, by the way. I, I, just think that, I just think that we caused our own problems there. I think we were a little bit on our heels. And Selok and West Brom were on the front foot. So Albion nil, Wolves won. Wolves surviving the first real scare they've had against them. No, I don't think he touches him, does he? No, he did well. Just used his weight, didn't he? Oh, yes. Depends, he kind of kicks Kilman as he tries he, to get there. Yeah, I think he's gone down trying to strike the ball and it just looked like Kilman had just felled him, but he, he hadn't. I do think a, a more natural, instinctive finisher would just throw everything at that and get it over the line. He looked a little bit tentative, didn't he, Thomas Asante? Yeah, but also as well, he's tried to get himself in the body in a position to strike the ball, which Kilman blocked off, and that's why it looked like it uh, felled him. But yeah, so like they switched off a little bit, West uh, Wolves. Has got 10 in 27 this season. Brandon Thomas Asante. Here's Doyle, looks to be okay from that by Jed Wallace. Totti. Back to Dawson. Thomas Asante closing in. It goes back to Jose Saar out of his penalty area, just a couple of yards ahead of the D. And to fight Ornetto, heavy touch, he's just about held on to it. Now he's lost it. And Kilman with the interception, it comes to Townsend. Wide to Swift. Back infield to Mowat. Just outside the corner of the box. Wider to Swift. Blocked off by Kilman. Comes back to Swift. Wide for Townsend. Ball backwards to Swift. Now infield to Kipret. Closed down by Belgar. And he'll have to go back into the centre circle to your cross loop. Yeah, I just I just think we'd Wolves are inviting them on, aren't we? We are I'm causing our own problems, being sloppy with it been sloppy with it and West Brom are definitely up for the fight again so look, they think they've got something out and Wolves are just encouraging them with the way they're playing but these are the areas now though where West Brom are in comfortable possession they're high up the pitch if Wolves can just be really clever in the way they press and nick it back then again they've got the space to run into so though it feels like West Brom are dominating which they are in this second half you just feel it could play into Wolves' hands as well it's one of those pitches as well where on the TV it looks okay but it's a little bit more claggy than might appear as Dawson's wrestling on halfway. I don't, I don't think there's anything in that. I think both players are wrestling. 
I think that yeah, could have gone either way. The Costners, Albion get on with it. Just ahead of steam coming for the home side. Difficult period this, the Wolves got to see themselves through. Wallace gets it back, cuts in field, 20 yards from goal. Lamina with the interception. Belcar, can Wolves launch? Now they can. Brilliant ball out to Neto, over the halfway line, up to the midway point of the Albion half, reaching towards the edge of the penalty area. Neto with the step overs, little reverse ball through. It's Doherty's run, he's just being held up, and that's going to be a Wolves oh, corner. Yeah. And that's what, yeah, great ball from Belgard. Great ball to him. I would have just liked Neto probably go on the outside. I know he's coming, trying to get in his favoured left foot. But all of a sudden, you bring in another defender. Yeah, they were desperate to get him onto his right foot. But we saw him at, at Luton score that goal where he went on the outside on that occasion, didn't he? Um, you just feel like there's an opportunity where he could have done that. He had space to run into, but you can see how Wolves dangerous are. Wolves, how dangerous Wolves are. Sorry, when West Brom are attacking, they win the ball back. Good vision by Bellegarde to release Neto. It's an opportunity that drifts away. 58 and a half minutes played. Wolves corner in front of the travelling away support 4,000 behind the goal Neto goes short to Belgar Belgar onto his right foot trying to drive at Townsend cross is blocked comes to Neto right footed cross first time high hanging deep Doherty heads it back in towards the penalty spot Lamina heading goalwards but difficult from that kind of distance and taken by the keeper kicks it downfield early Semedo it's a header forwards and Totti Oh, that was short by Totti and Dawson's going to have to smash it downfield. That's the point you're making, isn't it, Tomo? Just in those key little moments, Wolves are just a touch sloppy. Yeah, they are. So look, you're just looking there. How many of them there? First touch was sloppy, just inviting the pressure from West Brom. But it's been created from themselves. I just think that they need to get up and to be neat and tidy with their touches, with their play. Because at the minute, Salak has just been easy for West Brom to put pressure Quick on. Quick throw in, Cunha in behind, left hand side of the box, cross blocked off, but it's a corner. Yeah. Clever, quick thinking. Yeah, again, some clever thinking there from them. He just wanted it onto his right foot, didn't he, Cunha? Yeah, instinctive stuff from Doherty, quickly grabbed the ball off the cone on the side of the pitch. Cunha was well ahead of play, got it into a good area. Bartley actually did really well for West Brom to get back and make the block. Tommy Doyle, I think he's being peppered with things being thrown from the corner of the Big East stand. And then he's just done something to endear himself to the away end. Yeah, they're still throwing stuff at him though. There you go, there's another thing coming in. Doyle's corner, in swinger, headed away by Yacosla at the near post. Semedo will get to it on halfway, Albion push out goes back to Jose Sarr midway inside his own half. Yeah, they must have thought that he just wanted a drink, that was all. That's what he was. We are past the hour mark at the Hawthorns. Albion nil, Wolves one. Pedro Neto's the goal. He's the difference. But you'd be surprised if it's the only goal in this. Townsend plays it down the left for the run of Thomas Asante being held up by Dawson back into the middle of the half to Moa further backwards 10 yards inside the walls half is Kipra just the left of the centre circle exchanges passes with Okayakoslu and now held up by Neto goes further back on halfway to Bartley Kipra 
Wolves had plenty of experience of this on Monday night being organised defensive shape and solidity yeah well they had to be disciplined didn't they against Brighton Brighton is like probably one of the best sides keeping possession of the ball Furlong trying to dig across in that's deep awkward Jose Saar clattered into the back yeah he's, he's got a free kick yeah, he's just hope jumped, he's okay yeah he's just jumped straight into the back of him must have fancied his chances with how things have gone in recent weeks with the challenges on goalkeepers must have fancied his chances to try and get away with it Is that Townsend I think it was that I think he knew he wasn't going to win the ball oh he was nowhere near it there's only one winner on the ball Neto getting some instruction from Gary O'Neill down in front of us I think he's saying it uh, run fast score goals <laughs> Simple game, isn't Keep it? Keep it simple, mate. Keep it simple. I just, I just think that there's been times when our two fullbacks or our centre halves coming out with it could have put the ball into the channels where we have got strength with the pace that we've got. But we were inviting pressure from West Brom by playing it back or sideways, and it's allowed them just to come onto us a little bit. Totti will take a throw just past the midway point of his own half on the Wolves' left. Going infield to Doyle. Oh, that's awkward by Doyle, who stumbled as he controlled it and he concedes a throw. And Furlong is going to get ready to launch this into the penalty area from just past the midway point of the half. Bartley and Kipra and Yukosli were all forwards all in and around the edge of the six yard box goes launched in their direction who did it come off last here Yukoslu trying to see it behind for a corner Doherty blocked that it's back with Swift on the right blocked off by Doherty and that's a Wolves throw well done well done just yeah. leave the ball I don't think that was a popular decision from the, the Albion crowd, I don't think. West Brom are going to have to start pushing a few more bodies forwards, though, aren't they? They're going to have to start committing people on this Wolves back line, and Wolves haven't got going in this second half at all. No, they but, haven't. But hopefully, it might sting them into a bit of life. Yeah, I'd just like to see Wolves just a little bit of care at just a little bit being more positive because I think there's going to be spaces and gaps just behind the back line of West Brom the further this game goes on well, Doyle's done really well to stretch and reach the ball finds Lamina Lamina allowed to turn and look to run at the West Brom defence and he's still going his pass might come into the path of Semedo or sat there invitingly but he chose not to go for goal instead passes it back in field to Doyle who crosses in brilliant cross all oh. Cunha threw his body at it stretched out his long right leg just couldn't quite reach it at the bounce yeah great ball in any kind of contact that's a goal but it's a great ball from Doyle yeah that was Kevin De Bruyne-esque wasn't it it really was whipping it right behind the West Bromwich Albion defence Cunha was centimetres from getting on the end of it such good quality Tommy Doyle I watched him in the warm-up some of his shooting was just ridiculously good and you saw there once you get on his right foot as a striker or as an attacking midfielder, winger, when he gets the ball, you should just be looking to make runs because he has the quality to pick you out. 
65 minutes have been played. Albion nil, Wolves one. Albion throw just short of halfway on their right. Furlong will take. Going down the line, Lamina is there. Totti went down off the ball. Wolves are preparing a change, Rayne Nori. Well, I think will be introduced relatively shortly. Albion are definitely going to make a sub. It's kind of in other circumstances, Doherty would have been coming on for Aitnouri as a, a point at this point to try and shore things up. But the way Wolves are going, they're going to bring on a more attacking flair player. Yeah, but also as a natural left footer as well. They're bringing on Doherty's done well down there. But um, it wouldn't surprise me if he actually comes on in a more advanced role yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah, maybe for Belgar, who we yeah. haven't seen a huge amount of in this game. Yeah, I just think that we've struggled to get the front three into it for periods of time in this game. I think that we've been a little bit hesitant with the, the balls forward when there's been opportunities to play it. Tom Fellows is coming on for Nathaniel Chalabar. Furlong. There's a slightly different role for Jed Wallace now, I think. Fellows going out over on the right, just behind him. Totti trying to get it clear. Doyle will keep it in. Just hoofing it forwards towards the halfway line. Bartlett nearly presented it straight to Cunha. That's going to be a Wolves throw. Yeah, it's just been scrappy from us on the, in the second half for me. I just think that any kind of control or care in this game. I think you're getting yourselves another opportunity in goal, but just we're still letting West Brom just stay in the game for me. I just think that we've got to be a little bit more clinical, a little bit better with that play. Dawson, left-hand side of the box, low across it to Semedo, right from left to right. Semedo's long ball, trying to get it in behind and keep a turn and force to go backwards. But able to play a pass into Okoyukoslu. Now is Swift. Out to left hand side to Townsend. Deep inside the Wolves half. Back in field to Swift. 25 yards from goal. Swift trying to thread it through. Kilman read it. Read it twice. Got it clear. Neto is back it, to Semedo. Man at his back. Is it me, Edo, or do we just seem a little bit too deep for me? You know, that midfield area was just allowing West Brom just to get on the ball a little bit. Neto allowed to run over the halfway line and still going up against Kipra up towards the corner of the box just forced a bit wide now Neto as he turns and looks for support gets it from Lamina infield to Doyle Totti moving up on the left Doherty pulling out wide Totti still has it might fancy a go plays it infield to Belgar Belgar does fancy a go just wide of the far post curling effort not quite enough curl on it yeah good effort better from them patient play he must have thought that he must have had a chance Belgo but well that's going to be his last touch of the game ain't nobody coming on I think you might be right there though he might be in a more advanced and Doherty 
Yeah, so I'm just trying to look at the instructions from O'Neill. He's done well, Bellegarde, though, and that, that shot was so close. Just seen a replay of it, only just went past Josh Griffiths' left-hand post. It's the first time in the second half that Wolves have managed to string a few passes together. You can just see when they do that now, West Brom aren't going to be as good defensively because they're starting to throw a lot more things forward, a lot more energy going into their attacks. So if Wolves can manipulate the ball a bit more, keep it for longer spells, then they will get chances and opportunities like that. They're just... Uh, Ryan Nori ran on with a message to Totti. Totti was still reading it as Thomas Asante started to bring the ball forwards. Doherty can't intercept. Comes to Fellows, right inside the box, pull back. Thomas Asante sweeps it high over the top. Yeah, just for me, that's initially come from Asante being free in that middle area of the pitch. Nobody near him being able to run at us. We're going to get caught if we carry on playing like this. We're going to get caught. That's a massive chance, it really yeah. is. Huge chance. Fellows coming on. A lot of West Brom fans wanted him to start. He shows already his, his awareness, cutting that ball back to Thomas Asante. But like I mean, you said a minute ago, Tomo, you said about the Wolves midfielders not quite being close enough. They were getting caught between two, I think. They don't know whether to try and protect the back four and try and stop the ball going into Asante, Wallace and Swift. It just means they can't get close enough to Moet and Yukoslu in midfield. And they're just getting played around a little bit too easy at the moment. I, mean, I don't know what that nose said, but it's gone around the entire Wolves team, bar about two players. Heavy touch from Swift, slides in on Neto. Find Townsend. See, Albion have kind of gone to a back three of Kipper, Bartley and Furlong with Townsend and Fellows able to push up high. As Doherty tries to head back, Saar thought about coming and then chose against it. As Doherty gets the better of Fellows down by the left-hand corner flag and back infield to Totti. Totti able to turn and smash the ball clear. I just think at the minute we need a little bit of help from the lads up front. Here's Cunha. Now's the chance. Oh, Bartley blocked him off. That's a ridiculous challenge. Ainuri carries on. It's Ainuri up against Moat. Moat blocking him off. Wolves are asking the question. It's only going to be yellow for Kyle Bartley. But I think he's a lucky boy there. Well, I don't know what he's Dawson's about. right in his face. Well, it was blatant, wasn't it? Just watching that. He's made no attempt to play the ball. He's gone charging in with a shoulder into Mateus Cunha. By the letter of the law, it's obstruction of the yellow. Yeah, he, but yeah. he, knew he, couldn't, he knew he couldn't live with him. His clever play from Cunha quickly got the ball beyond him and he stood his ground. But at the same time when he stood a ground, he's just got his arm up almost to protect himself. And he's gone to leave one on him. It's not just blocking Cunha off. He's actually done a little bit as well. That's the point Dawson's making. And Maximilian yeah. Kilman now as well to the referee, yeah. Thomas Brown. He He's showing him that he's just forearmed him, hasn't he, basically? There's no VAR, so it won't be ever brought back. But I thought that was really naughty. I, I, do, I don't think it's um, VAR, obviously. I don't think they would send him off for it. But as a footballer, you know he's tried to do you a little bit there. Cunha lets it run to Doyle. Can't find Aignori, furlong away. Yeah, he knew what he was doing, didn't he? He knew that he was going to take no messing from him. Doyle back to Dawson. We have played 73 minutes. Totti's ball into the chest of Lamina, taken superbly. Doyle oh, tried to go first time to Semedo, intercepted by Swift. 
Thomas Asante out to the left hand side to Townsend back heel and Doyle reads it makes amends gets the ball back Semedo is then fouled Wolves free kick they're still fired up for the game aren't the West Brom trying desperate to get themselves back into it I just think that if we can just manage the ball a little bit better yeah he knew what he was doing, didn't he? Yeah, he didn't even look at the, my screen. Well, he didn't even look at the ball. He just run straight into him with both his arms across his chest. Dawson was not having any of it. No. Kilman cross field deep in his own half to Totti. Doherty back to Totti. Infield to Doyle. Goes backwards to Kilman. Now to Neto, space and time to turn and carry the ball over the halfway line. Infield to Cunha, left for Doyle, sweeping it towards Doherty, just behind him and Lamina couldn't get there either, it's an Albion throw. Adore's done that pretty well throughout the game with his passing, but for me, that wrong option there. Smado and Neto down this right-hand side, but he was a little bit close to arm was the best uh, chance for him to keep the ball. Costly for Kipra now for Swift to carry it forwards infield it goes to Moa Moa thought about lining up a shot instead plays it wide for Townsend Townsend's cross hanging high to the far post Totti with a brilliant great header clear great header oh Doherty was trying to put it through the legs of Yukoslu lost it in a dangerous area fellows on the right hand side for Albion pulled backwards to Furlong midway inside the half into the centre to Moa Moa further to his left to Kipra Kipra further wide out to the left-hand touchline to Townsend. Closed down by Semedo, goes back in field to Moa. Swift allowed to get it in turn. Onto his right foot, shooting! And he was dipping, but not dipping enough for Albion. No. Behind for a goal kick. For me, they're just having a little bit too much space for me in that central position. Uh, Doherty there, just trying to do a Megs on the edge of his own area. I don't think it'll be advisable. You don't want to be giving Swift and Moat space on the edge of the box. They both got really good quality. John Swift, I played him at Reading. He can hit a ball really, really well. Gets lots of movement on it. You saw that effort there. Wasn't far over. We know how good Alex Moat is. He scored in the lead shirt at Molyneux from distance, didn't he, on that Easter game? So those two players in particular, you've got to get out to them quickly. You can't sell yourself. You've got to make sure they pass the ball on. I was going to say he's had an interesting career. He scored in that game. Got sent off for Barnsley. I think it was his Barnsley debut. Well, it was on Jack Price, wasn't it? That yeah. Time. It's been around an awful long time. He's only 28. Lamina couldn't quite get there to Yacoslu, but Totti intercepts. Lamina's then caught by Yacoslu, and that's a Wolves free kick. Tanya's inside the Albion half as we head towards the final 13 minutes. Yeah, I think they're getting frustrated now, West Brom, aren't they? They've had a couple of chances, but. Nothing clear-cut, apart from that one earlier on. But I just think the Wolves just got to do a professional job now. Keep possession of the ball in the right areas. Kilman, out to the right side to Semedo, one halfway. Back to Kilman, trying to stand it in behind. Flagger stayed down, here's Cunha, into the penalty area, Mateus Cunha! Yes. Mateus Cunha underneath the goalkeeper and celebrates in front of 4,000 travelling supporters who are going delirious in the smell again. 
Is that the goal that gives Wolves the cushion to finally end 28 years of hurt? Still so long to go, but the pressure may well have been eased. Mateus Cunha has he scored a more important goal in his Wolves career than that. Just a hopeful ball from Max Kilman, wasn't it, into an area. Mateus Cunha on his toes, he's onside, he runs from behind Bartley. And once he's in there, he's got two options. He can square it, ignore he's got a tap in. But in front of 4,000 Wolves fans, on a derby day, you're going to go for goal. Exquisite finish through the legs of Josh Griffiths. What a moment for Mateus Cunha. You said before the game he could be the difference. And what a moment for him. Incredible. Great finish. Great finish from him. But again, it was just a hopeful ball going forward. But he was the, he's the quickest onto it. And then once he opens his legs up, you're not catching him. Now then, something's kicking off down in the corner. And some of the Albion players have rushed over there. Some of the Wolves subs, I think, were getting some abuse. And there's fans piling into the corner. And there are fans running on the pitch from the home end. And this is a really serious situation that needs to be calmed down. There are lots of supporters coming from that corner, from the Brummie Road, jumping the advertising hoardings. Lots of police are now running in from the corner. Players are trying to be pushed away. Well, it's going off all over the ground. Ugly scenes Opposite here, as well. Ugly scenes. Well, scrapping in that far corner. It's a long way away from where the Wolves supporters are, though there's a lot of Albion fans in the corner closest to where the Wolves fans are in the East Stand who are desperately trying to get out of the stand and get towards the away end. And there's lots of police there protecting the travelling Wolves support who, to their credit, are behaving themselves magnificently so far. Yeah, I think it was something that happened to the, the Wolves subs, wasn't it? I don't know if somebody come out of the stand No, it's not no signs at all, but it's happened over the far side as well. Police with numbers over there as well, stopping fans coming onto the pitch. Horrible scenes, horrible scenes. And what was worse, you saw West Brom fans running from the other side of the stadium to try and join in the melee. Well, I say it was some of the Albion players that raced over there at first, saw the impending danger. But I say it was the Wolves subs who were getting warmed up down in that corner, wasn't it? Tawanda Chirewa was one of those who was getting abused. And the police are still trying to get control of things down in the left-hand corner where the Halfords Lane stand meets the Brummie Road end away to our left-hand side. Still trying to get control over on the east stand corner as well as one fan being dragged to the floor by police as he tried to wrestle away. I mean, what's one man going to do racing towards the away end? Well, All supporters are on their feet, just uh, most of them arms crossed, looking well, out. I wonder what's going on here. Well, I'm just watching over the far side from us as well, where all the police are as well. They're just throwing things at the police, the Wolves fans, the Albion fans are throwing. Not a nice sight at all. Well, it becomes a question of what Wolves do. Gary O'Neill has called all the Wolves players back to halfway. There's a lot of Albion players who are pleading with the fans down in that corner to get off and get back into the stand. Still, the stewards and police are trying to bring order to play. It's, it's worrying scenes as well, Mike. You know, there's, there's going to be young families in the stands around them, players fearing for themselves, running up and down the sidelines. It's not nice scenes at all. All supporters are bouncing away to our right hand side. They've had to wait an awful long time for this. 
it's a shame that it's gone like this now. It's a shame that you're looking at that spilling over. You want the game to have a, an edge to it. You want there to be something really riding on it because it does mean something. But you have to toe the line. And it has to be on the pitch. It has to be on the pitch. That's where you want to see the action. I must say, the noise coming from the walls end is absolutely incredible. It really is deafening. And walls, I think, are going to go down the tunnel. I can see Matt Wilde, one of the managers at Wolves. Well, there's another fan on the pitch. There's one fan, an older fan, with a flat cap and a bizarre jacket who's walking towards the away end, holding his scarf up. Stewart's going to come and intercept him. And Wolves are going down the tunnel. Cunha's still trying to look out. Matt Wild, Wolves general manager of football operations, calling his players down the tunnel. It's horrendous over in that corner, Mike. It really is. It's not calming down. His flares going out. Someone had the corner flag a minute ago. Yeah, that's just been launched into the sky like a javelin. This is a flare come from the corner as well. Police have got people pinned on the floor. Sad scenes. It really it is. is sad scenes. It is. Right. For, su for such an occasion. Well, it is. You, you want an edge to it, and you want the fans to enjoy themselves within reason. But that's just silly. Oh, we've had a, quite a lengthy stoppage now. Well, I think it's going to go on for even longer. We still haven't sorted it out. And starting to get a bit of control as fans are being forced into the Brummie Road end. There's quite a few Albion players still around, just hanging around the dugouts area. But that was the thing where they've come from the opposite start, side of the ground and they've run all the way across to this far corner here. Another pitcher, uh, another fan on the pitch as well. Yeah, a young lady, oh, a lady anyway, who might be a bit worse for wears. But one steward trying to grab hold of her in the centre circle. I'll tell you what's remarkable actually. There's an Albion fan that got dragged all the way from the corner, all the way along the Halfords Lane stand, and there were Albion fans having a go at him as he got dragged to the corner as well. Well, people want to see a game of football. Yeah, they do. This is not what it's about. It's, it's a shame because at the end of the day, we want to see these local derby games. We want to see an edge to it, but controlled in the way that it's done. And unfortunately, scenes you don't want to see. Kyle Bart has actually got, whether it's his child on the pitch with him now. Well, that, I for think that, that must be where the players yeah, were. I think yeah, that's why families. the players' family, while the players raced over there so as quickly Bartley as they did. He's walking down now of all his family to try and get them away from the trouble. There's a few I, of them. I can't see how this game can really. We want it to restart. It has to, but the safety now, because you know what it's like at, um, at the Hawthorns. The barriers, the barriers aren't very high at all, are they? Yeah. Very easy to get onto the pitch here, and there's only so many stewards and stu um, police that you can get inside here. And there'll be a real fear for safety now. 
Kyle Bartley carrying his children down the tunnel. I mean, how do the players begin to even refocus and play out the remainder of this game? I well, mean, can I just say though as well, how well behaved the Wolves fans are. I'd like to say that they, I know they're two up, but they're just there, just watching what's going on. Probably can't believe half of it. So, looks. It's a shame that the, the West Brom fans have done this today. The goal went in on 78 minutes. Officially, according to my clock, there should be four minutes remaining. But whether we ever get any of this time again remains to be seen. There's another blue flare being thrown from that corner onto the pitch. There are hordes of police, two or three deep in places, trying to pin the fans back. But they can't be everywhere around this stadium. There's already a similar scenario going on in the opposite corner where the East Stand meets the Smethwick end where the Wolves supporters are. There's a load of police and stewards in front of the Wolves fans who have all stayed in their seats. They are loving life. 28 years without a Derby Day victory at the Hawthorns. Let's hope they're not robbed of the glory of the 90th you minute. Can, you can just sense though, it's, it's that boiling point, isn't it? This atmosphere, you can just see it going over and obviously it has done already and is it going to get easier is it going to calm down it's really hard to, to see that happening at this moment in time because as soon as there's a little bit of adversity on the pitch you can just imagine fans coming back on the pitch more trouble scary sight it really is His chance of disgrace to the championship. As some of the photographers who've had to move their equipment, maybe some of them had to leave some of it before the police restored order and just get out of the way. Does appear like things have calmed down a touch. There's still a big group of fans at the bottom of the stand, but at least they are back behind the advertising hoardings. Wolves fans are chanting, let's all have a disco. So we've got stewards with black coats on, now still on the field of play. There's no sign of the players returning anytime soon. And say you in that area of the ground is where a lot of the home players families would have been and that probably explains why some of them were so quick to race over there we've already seen Carl Bartley and others walking their family members some of them just babes in arms being carried towards the tunnel yeah there were people coming out the stand with young children when it all kicked off uh, if I had my kids here I'd be getting out of here I would, yeah. I would not be staying in the stands if anywhere near it and you can see that, you can see families leaving. Below us in this West Brom end, you can see yeah. lots of families leaving and it's, it's understandable. You don't want your kids to be witnessing this first and foremost, but to be in danger. And it's not right you should come to a football match and feel like that. No, and it, it, it makes you feel angry in a way because the world is watching our part of the country, the part of the country where we come from, the part of the country that we represent and this is not representing our part of the world we wanted people to look in and say that's a fervent derby 
that's got the real edge to it but that it's still played in a, in a right spirit and after the game we all go back to living alongside each other and there'll be some rivalry and there'll be some banter and all the sorts of stuff that goes on the kind of stuff that Wolves fans have had to put up with for decades in terms of away games and certainly for the last 12 years you lose count of the amount of times you hear about 5-1 and all that sort of stuff the one time it's turned against West Bromwich Albion fans and we see these scenes this is not what anybody wanted today looks so like people get upset when results don't go against them but there's a way of controlling it and doing the right thing and this isn't the right thing the way that they're behaving it just shows you the reason why they had the early kickoff. So he was never going to stop it unfortunately there was people who had something or an agenda already which is going to happen it's kicking off opposite us again now yeah more Albion fans are trying to burst through the barricades at the corner of the East Stand closest to where the Wolves supporters are and Bot are bottles flying I was going to say that yeah the and Albion fans are throwing things at the police now let me just say though for anybody who has loved ones who are in the Wolves away end at the moment they are safe there is a huge amount of police presence of stewards in high-vis jackets that are lined across the front the Wolves supporters to their credit have stayed exactly where they are some of them have got looked like they've gone off and got a drink in the vestibules underneath the stand but they're not they're not even trying to intimidate the West Brom fans are they you might expect Wolves fans to be gesturing towards them but they're not they look in as much disbelief as what we are has mercifully got a lot calmer down to our left hand side it has in the initial spark really well it'd be interesting what they're going to do to stop the game again well Wolves sports science staff are laying out some cones as if they're going to come out and do a mini warmer some footballs are being placed out as well but there's no one from Albion doing anything similar just yet I'm genuinely concerned if they restart this game though which is you really hope they can finish it. Wolves winning 2-0, 10 minutes to play. You want this game finished, but at the moment, it is right on the edge inside the Hawthorns. Well, still in the far corner of the East End, police are trying to get to grips with a big group of supporters. There's way more supporters there than started the game, and even... A, I noticed in the first half there were fans stood in the gangways. Well, Doyle got, got bombarded, didn't he, when he went to second corner from that yeah. corner. And there was all things going, being thrown at him. And that was before the second goal went in. Imagine if he had to go over there if this game restarted. Well, carnage, wouldn't it? Well, I'm just seeing the police over there, the far side. I think they've got somebody pinned to the floor just in front, well, just by the corner flag, just off the pitch. And I say there are so many people, there are young children involved, there are ball boys and ball girls around the pitch as well that will have run for cover. This is not what our beautiful game is about. Now we won that rivalry, but we don't want the incidents and the and what's happened today. But again, Wolves fans are brilliant, so they're just staying where they are, still singing. 
so we have been paused for an awful long time now and there is a medical staff heading towards the far corner as well let's hope everybody is okay I say whether somebody got crushed in their Albion fans attempts to push through so at the minute the players are still off there's a row of police and stewards in the left hand corner as we look at it in front of the Brummy Road end as it snakes around to the corner of the Halfords Lane stand the main stand that's where the trouble initially flared uh, meanwhile in the opposite corner of the east stand the rainbow stand where it meets the Smethwick end where the Wolves supporters are there's a big tarpaulin an advertising tarpaulin that's blocked the first block that's kind of closest to the Albion supporters so the Wolves fans have a bit of distance from them but a lot of Wolves a lot of Albion fans have congregated from other parts of the stand into that corner area and at times after it kicked off initially in the left hand corner tried to force their way through there police are still trying to get to grips with things there that looks to be getting a little bit calmer now it's a hell of a lot calmer down to a left-hand side where at one point there were plenty of fans over the corner can, of the can field I just cut in there Salah. they've just brought a fan handcuffed blood pouring out of his head but the medical there as well and when he's coming to the corner all the Albion fans are having a right go at him yeah. having a right go at him with because right uh, because listen this is not representative of a football club there are decent people here I've worked with people here for an awful long time before I focused my career on Wolverhampton Wanderers I covered every team in this area I know there are good people here and there are good people who support West Bromwich Albion I'm married into some West Bromwich Albion fans there are good people but there are also people who are letting down their football club right now and I'm proud to say the Wolves supporters here have been magnificent they are making their club proud keep it that way and let's get this game finished if we can yeah hopefully so I'm dead. I, was, I don't know how you're going to get this finished here so it'd be interesting because it's still lined uh, police stewards to our left hand side the home end and all for our opposites as well stewards and police all in that far corner still giving a little bit of stick to the police and I just said to you they've just escorted one player one fan right the way across blood pouring out of his head but still giving sticks and shouting at the Wolves fans and the Albion fans the ones in the stand just below us to our right giving him stick for what it what's happened and do you know what this is robbing Wolves supporters everywhere of what many have waited for for an awful long time there will be people who lost loved ones grandfathers grandmothers fathers mothers brothers sisters daughters sons in the 28 years that it's been since Wolves have won a game of football here at our nearest and fiercest rivals this in that moment as one Albion fan is led away on a stretcher here from that corner of the ground where it initially kicked off I hope he's okay this moment is taking away from them from everybody in old gold who wanted to enjoy the the, the sheer exuberation of that Mateus Cunha goal and the final 12 minutes or so that would have remained plus time to be added on of Wolves on the verge of glory for the first time in the best part of three decades
There's applause for Malbin's support for, say, a bit of an older fan who I hope he's okay. I was just saying, one of me, one of my friends uh, just messaged me and said one of the ball boys got it with an object as well, then in that far corner. Well, we've, got to, we've got to be careful because we don't know no, exactly what's happened. So I take it there's anecdotal evidence. There's stuff obviously people will be reporting as much as they can. All we can report is what we have seen with our eyes. And at the moment, what we've seen with our eyes is shaming the black country. But also there's no other way to put it. Some, fa some fans just in front of us, just down here with families. They've started leaving as well. It's a shame that it's come to this. So look, it, there was a good atmosphere before that. And you, th you thought that everybody was just going to get on with it. I know they're going to be disappointed with the results, but it's just a shame that, that it's come to this. So the Wolves fans have been absolutely magnificent. The behaviour, just watching, just standing there. Well, we wait to see what happens here as mercifully it does feel like it's started to calm down. Yeah, it, it does feel in the, in the one corner at the opposite end of the Wolves fans where the initial trouble started, it does feel like police have got that under control. There's less bodies in that corner as well because it was obvious there was far too many fans in that area. It looks to be a lot quieter. It's just the other corner next to the Wolves fans. That's the worrying bit at the moment. And that, I say, it does raise the question of, you know, can they play out the final 12 minutes here? Do you know what, the, what would happen with the FA just abandon I, the game? I, or? I, I, if the game gets abandoned, I think the only thing they'll do is, is hand the Wolves through into yeah. the, the next round. It's I, just they're, a shame. They're not, they're not, I, think, I think at the moment, the bit that I fear, and I say we're just speculating because we don't know the scenario that's going on and the conversations that are being had. They could remove all the supporters from the stadium and play out the final few minutes with no supporters in here given the stage of the game and given the fixture congestion and given the fact that Wolves were 2-0 up and have done nothing wrong in this scenario I don't think we've come back and replay the full game here we go so there's the warning it's just said on the PA announcement if you want the match to continue you must return to your seat. Was that second goal scored on 78 minutes, was it? Yeah. So, yeah, OK. So there's, there's a huge amount of police coming into the stadium as well. They've got reinforcements in here. So it looks like they're going to try and get this going. And uh, many and, of them have most, riot helmets on as opposed to the more regulation helmets of the police officers who came in beforehand. And also the West Brom sports scientists are setting up a warm-up down here as well. So positive signs. Well, the players have been off the field for a long time now. So I think the, uh, the ITV, who are of course covering this game here in the UK, their reporter Katie Shanahan has said that she's been speaking to a number of the team around, the referees are waiting for the go-ahead, the referee can't go ahead until they've had confirmation from the safety team. So it is not a football decision at this stage. 
as to whether we can get both sides back out onto the field. So it's now on the big screen saying, please return to your seats. Entering the field of play is a criminal offence. And for all those who have gone onto the pitch, uh, all the CCTV and television cameras, there'll be quite a few getting knocks on the door. Yeah. And His Majesty's Constabulary in the next few days, I imagine. It's just a shame that it's come down to this. We want to watch a football match. We want to watch the game. We want it played and we want it supported in the right way. Shame. This sounds terrible, but imagine if they do come back out and we'll score again. You really worry for the sort of the state of what the the Albion or not like it's wrong to say the Albion fans, it's not the Albion fans, it's a minority, isn't it? But anything that might trigger them to, to react again. Well, officially, the goal went in at 1.23 local time, I think. 1.22, so it's now 1.46. We've been off for around about 23 minutes. 23, 24 minutes. So Mateus Cunha's goal on 78 minutes. Doubled Wolves' advantage. And that sparked scenes that we had hoped were long in the distant past. So there are more police going in front of the away end. There are stewards now all in a line, quite sparsely spread out in front of the Halfords Lane stand where we are. Very few stewards, it has to be said, in front of most of the East stand on the far side, apart from in the corner closest to where the Wolves fans are, where they are two or three deep of police and stewards. Then part of the Birmingham Road end has got mainly stewards quite close shoulder to shoulder in parts and then it's the police who've taken over in the troublesome corner. Well it looks like the the ball boys and girls are coming out by the look of it. Which it looks like they're gonna get the game going. I think the tunnel's been pulled out as well. So still we wait for news of what is going to happen here. And I imagine if this wasn't an 11.45 kickoff. I was talking that we were having breakfast this morning in the press room with Tony Bomber-Brown and Mel Eves who are... Well, Bomber was one of my coaches here as well, so when I was here... Well, I, I said to them, I said, did you have early kickoffs? And they said, no, we, in the 70s they kicked off at 3 o'clock on a Saturday. That was it. They'll have to do it at 9am next time, won't they? 
Well, we joke, but uh, I mean, you know, they're, they're going to start to limit the amount of fans that can be in these kind of games. It, it's. Can we just say though that the Wolves fans to our right though yeah, have been well behaved, been well behaved. I say I, I feel for them, and I feel for every single Wolves supporter listening to us, every single Wolves supporter around the world who's had to wait an awful long time, an awful long time, and it hurts. It hurts when people bring up your past failures. It hurts when you don't have the bragging rights. It hurts when the team, that's your fiercest rivals, get relegated and they still get one over you. Well, well the police and the stewards have lined uh, all across the stand now to our right-hand side in front of the Wolves. So there's still the police presence and stewards straight opposite us as well in that corner. And again, so look, it's, it looks like the game's going to go ahead with the, with the ball boys and ball girls coming out. And again, to our left, the home end, there's loads of police to our left and stewards as well. So it's, look, we want the game to be finished, but making sure that everybody's safe in that as well. The covering of the tunnel has been pulled out and here comes the referee and the players returning to the field. They're at the wrong end, though. I don't know if they realise yet. <laughs> I think Jose Sars trying to say, lads, we need to go to the other end. Yeah, just forgot, I think, didn't he? <laughs> I think it's just where the uh, staff had set things up for them to warm up. Albion are warming up on the other half as well. You say, spare a thought for Jose Sars, who has to go down that end now stand as the lone walls representative in front of literally thousands of people who don't like you Jose and there's nothing you've done apart from the badge on the front of the shirt you wear for a living just looking to the home for end as well it looks like there's a, quite a lot of people left though so these for one reason or another they've gone and opposite us as well just looking the stand opposite us, a lot of empty seats. I say a lot of them will be down in that corner because you can't see the gangways and the steps at all. But you know, it does seem like the police and stewards now have control. There are uh, some police leaving from the left-hand corner where it officially kicked off from. It's going to be a long old day for some of those officers. When Edo and I arrived this morning and we saw van after van after van pulling in to Sanwell Academy just over the yeah, road. Yeah, I pulled on there as well, so look, and every parking bay was a police van or car. So it's a Classic Tomo going to the wrong parking place, by the way. Closest one, mate. He parks where he wants, no matter where he goes. <laughs> it reminds me of a story when we went to Manchester City and we all had to park in the, the, the campus over the, over the ground said to Tommy where have you parked and he's like I'm just outside the ground here he said he just just turned up and went yeah I'm supposed to be in there and they let him through next probably parked next to Pep Guardiola knowing <laughs> him yeah I'd just tell him to move his car <laughs> over a little bit
so half an hour after Wolves went 2-0 up one of the assistant referees deep in conversation with Gary O'Neill Wolves players going through their stretches and I guess in, in a way David it's hard to know exactly what they need to do because they've played 78 minutes of a game and then they've sat still really for 20 odd minutes and you know, you're not going to get them to do a ton of running. You've just got to, I guess, stretch and, and hope that... Yeah, it's, it's only like an extended half-time, isn't it? I know it's a bit later in the game, so they might have stiffened up a little bit more, but they should only need a few minutes to get themselves loose and warm again. And as soon as they went back in there, I guarantee they'd have all been stretching there. They wouldn't have gone and just sat down and done nothing. They'd have kept themselves loose. You want probably a quick feel of the ball and, and get the game. These, these guys, both teams now, will be desperate to get this started, get it finished. West Brom players probably know they're not going to get back into it. Just get the game over, get away from here safely. Um, and hopefully for these Wolves players, they can keep the win in their hands, get themselves in the hat for the next round and forget about all these problems which we've, we've seen in the second half. Yeah, clean sheet wins you the game now, doesn't it? Gets rid of those nerves as well, 2-0. Tawanda Chiray was going to come on for Wolves, by the way. And I think it will be for Pedro Neto, who has not returned out on the field. There's a massage gun, I think, being applied to the calves of Tommy Doyle by Ollie Leeper, Wolves' first-team physio. The referee and his assistants having to go through a warm-up themselves. So the player's just going through a warm-up. And... Looks like we are getting closer to a restart. Tell you what, while they finish that off, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back very shortly indeed. Don't go anywhere. Wolves TV, the home of live uninterrupted radio commentary of every single Wolves game. But that's not all. Wolves TV also brings you extended and alternative match highlights, interviews with the team, behind-the-scenes features and training coverage, plus see every goal Wolves score from every angle. From the Valley Armour goal! That is simply stunning! So check out Wolves TV online at wolves.co.uk or on the move via the Wolves app. Weekly with Mikey Burrows. Listen to the latest news, views, and the biggest names from past and present. Search Wolves Weekly wherever you find your podcasts. Do you need support with your mental health? Life has been very challenging in recent years. With the COVID pandemic and cost of living crisis, we've experienced some difficult times. Wolves Foundation, the club's official charity, continues to run a Head for Health project focused on helping adults improve their mental and physical well-being. For more details, email healthadmin at wolves.co.uk or call 07 971 So uh, the two teams are just about getting ready. Wolves are into their proper half. Albion... Uh, some of the players just needing to kick the footballs off that they've been using to warm up. Albion are going to make a couple of changes. They are bringing on Pieper. 
We're going to make three changes by the looks of things. Pieper, Caleb Taylor. And maybe Eric Peters. Tawana Cherewa coming on for Wolves. So confirmation that Pedro Neto goes off and Tawanda Cherewa makes his third Wolves appearance for the first team. And the Albion changes. Kyle Bartley's gone off and I hope his family are okay. Caleb Taylor on in his place. Cedric Kipra also being replaced for Eric Peters. And Connor Townsend going off. Deeper is on. So here we go then. 12 minutes remain. Plus time to be added on. Referee waiting for the go-ahead from the TV. We've had all this time and just happened to be in an ad break just when we're ready to get going. So here we go. 12 minutes remain. 12 minutes to see the job through for Wolves leading by two goals to nil and Albion goal in the next few minutes might make things interesting Swift back to Peters the left hand side to Fellows Looks to try and play it forwards Moa has it Now for Yukoslu, forward into Swift, closed down by Kilman, 25 yards from goal. Backwards to Yukoslu. Pass four is intercepted by Samedo. Doyle to Cunha, blocked off, but it's going to come to Eight Nuri. Now Cunha, Chirewa making a break forwards here. Chirewa will try and get cover the ground, but Peter's got there ahead of him. to his goalkeeper Josh Griffiths has the ball middle of his own penalty area finding Eric Peters Mowat Lamina stealing it from him all oh, the referee's blown up for a foul against Lamina that looked generous for West Brom yeah it'd be interesting to see how both teams come out because West Brom have made a lot of changes at that back line Wallace trying to play it forwards, Totti intercepted. Aitnuri with a little spin turn and he was dragged back and he gets a free kick. So officially 11 minutes left to play. Well, possibly there won't be much extra time. On Lovely the flick from Aitnuri. Doherty across came an important challenge by Taylor. 
be interesting to see how much over uh, extra time there'll be. I don't think there'll be much. I think, I think as little as possible. Yeah, the, I would have thought that. The um, the message to the referee. Dawson's ball forwards. Aynuri was coming back from an offside position. Goalkeeper comes out the right hand side of his penalty to get it. Plays it low across it for Peters. Fellows playing left wing back now. Trying to play it forwards for the run of Swift. Kilman is there with him. Kilman wins it from him. Big challenge Brilliant. goes in and he gets Brilliant. the throw. I tell you what, brilliant play from him. He not just had one player coming towards him, but he had two. And he had to win that tackle. And he did that and then earned his team a throw in as well. Well played from Kilman. Tomato with the throw, 10 yards short of halfway, backwards to Kilman, who just leathers it downfield. Aitnuri brings in the control on the chest and manages to find Chirewa. Backwards to Tomato. Further back to Kilman, who just looks to knock it long. And Aitnuri trying to get in behind. Peters had a little grab at him. Referee shook his head as it goes through to the goalkeeper. Well, he's got a good view of it, the referee. Thought he was being pulled back a little bit. Doherty cushioning a header down to Aitnuri, to Totti on halfway, back to Doherty, to Totti just inside his own half. Backwards to Dawson, sun is shining now on this part of the black country. It's a golden moment. Big high ball forwards, Doherty heading on, Aitnuri couldn't quite control on halfway. Mower, it's the right side of the centre circle, Dawson couldn't get a foot in, Kilman Durson. Sent it out of play for an Albion throw. About 15 yards inside their own half. About eight minutes remaining, eight and a half, plus time added on. Peters. Terewa moved out, they did well to make sure Moat can get to the ball and Cunha setting off and Cunha looking to run through. Just about enough of a sliding challenge. Came in to deny him and that'll be a goal kick. Swift got a touch to it. Last one came off Cunha. I was going to say it's been a long time ago and to celebrate but great finish from him though. So from Cunha, so great finish to put us 2-0 up. He loved that moment, I've already oh, seen the the gifts going around on social media, little video clips. His particular celebration is Dawson. Thomas Asante's got the wrong side of him. Right inside the box, low one in. Samedo turns it behind for a corner. Can I say, what great positioning from Samedo. Samedo made sure that he was there dictating what was coming across. And that's a rarity. Sound like Dawson just getting beat there. Usually he's hard to get round. I suppose everybody's due uh, one, I suppose. Yeah, strong, mistake. strong running power from Thomas Asante. Just picked the wrong ball, I think. Jed Wallace, I think, was the one arriving on the edge of the box. That would have been the better ball. Entering in corner, left footed from the right-hand side. Doherty headed it again behind for another corner. This time will be taken from the left-hand side for Albion. Yeah, this has been one of the areas what I think that has, well, not majorly, but, but they'll fancy the chances of getting something from it. Just got to stay strong now. Corner, right-footed from the left-hand side. Ball hoisted high towards the far post, off the head of Kilman. 
out to the right hand side of the box just outside of it Doherty challenging with Wallace away come Albion with the ball low crossing again blocked off by Kilman and it's behind for another corner Wolves are weathering a bit of a storm they are just a couple of mistakes just come into it just got to try and stay strong now no silly mistakes no messing around with it corner again left foot in swinger deep to the far post Kilman heads it away kept in by Swift onto his right foot crossing again from deep towards the far post everybody missed it behind for a goal kick an excellent cross by John Swift into a dangerous area but Wolves defended it well didn't let West Brom players get across them now they're looking to take some time now for this goal kick I think it might have been a push in there oh, yeah, he's got a free kick well I thought it was a, a foul that the referee was indicating big kick forwards one in the air by Furlong Doherty will give chase in towards the corner flag and Taylor's ended up conceding a corner ah. as he know Doherty clicked him and it's going to be an Albion free kick if anything I probably think that Doherty just like stumbled on him I think rather than failed him but the referee giving a foul to West Brom anyway Mower to Peters out to the left hand side for Fellows infield to Swift back to Peters we have five minutes remaining of the 90 plus time to be added on has stayed calm in the stands Wolves protecting that two-goal lead. Can they get a third to really make it safe? Costly over halfway for Swift. Out to left-hand side to Fellows. Looking to run at Semedo. Fellows trying to go on the outside. Left-footed low cross. Fizzes through. Came all the way to the right-hand side of the box. Peeper teed up to mow it. Been closed down well by Doyle. Comes backwards to Peters. Now with Fellows again on the left-hand side, onto his left foot, blocked off by Semedo. Ball looked like it hit the hand of Fellows, it's gone behind for a corner. He looks lively, doesn't he, Fellows, the young boy coming on that side. Yeah, it's had uh, enthusiasm to get one-on-one, -on -one. he's getting at him, a couple of step-overs he's done a couple of times to Semedo. First one he got past him, second one he just got blocked by Semedo. But again, got to defend these set plays corner right-footed from the left-hand side in swinging delivery in towards the near post headed away by Cunha good distance on it comes out to Peters who lines up a shot and drags it a long way wide now I'll tell you what if he wants to shoot from there every day I'd let him sell how far he was out it's got to be an absolute world he's to score from there So Wolves get a throw just over halfway from the long ball forwards from Jose Sarr. Three minutes remain. Plus time to be added on. Albion nil, Wolves two.
Well, I say it's just game management now, isn't it? Just see the game off. Professional job. No risks. Long ball forward. Take no reason behind here. He took it under control. Oh, Almost too, too good. good a touch. Yeah, yeah. It was. The touch was too good. Here's your Kosloo. Over halfway. That's the right side to Pipa. Looking for the run of Furlong infield. Closed down by Chirewa. I know what he could do with a bad touch there. He knocked it into his path, running onto it. Controlled it too good. Mower down the left hand side to Fellows. Midway inside the Wolves half. Mowat gets it from Swift. Trying to carry it forwards now for Fellows. Fellows with a pull back and Swift's hit. Good save by Jose Sartre. Maybe just a touch on it on its way through. Took the sting off, but Saar had to be quick and sharp. Yeah, Fellows again down that left-hand side. He's a real live wire. John Swift coming on to it. Good contact, does everything he needs to do. Jose Saar gets across his goal quickly. Aynuri chesting it back to Doyle here, and Doyle just playing almost a rugby-style kick towards the touchline. Peters infield to Yukoslu. We are heading towards the final minute of the 90. Kilman with a header falls to Chirewa. Turns and plays it in behind. Back stays down. Here's Cunha. Cunha! Oh, what a save by the goalkeeper. What a save. Flying a towards save. the far corner. He struck it sweetly. And Griffiths somehow managed to tip it round. Tell you what, he couldn't have hit it any better. He was on target, but what a great save from him. Yeah, it, fabulous reactions, wasn't it? Fabulous. What a, what a hit by Cunha. Chirewa with the, with the ball through the awareness. Cunha's causing West Brom all sorts of problems now playing on the shoulder. Well, there you go, with Doyle going over that far side, take the corner. Already something's been thrown on. Doyle right-footed from the left-hand side. Picking a bottle off the pitch. He's got to try and find a gap between all the police and stewards to take this kick. Aynuri is going to offer him a short option. It goes to Aynuri, back to Doyle, change of angle. A little reverse pass for Doherty. Doherty lifting it in, taken by the goalkeeper at the near post. We're going to have two minutes being added on. Brilliant. Brilliant from Cunha. Tracking back, stopping an attack in its tracks. Doyle closing in on Ecoslu, manages to find it to the halfway line to Furlong. On here. For Peeper, out to the left-hand side to Mowit. Albion putting players into the penalty area. Mowit for Swift, just outside the left-hand side of the box. Pulling it backwards to Mowit, infield to Peeper. He passes it straight to Kilman, who clears it up towards the halfway line. 90 seconds to go on Derby Day in the Black Country. Peters forwards. Good tracking by Cunha, back to Peters, inside the centre circle. Minute 10 remains of the time being added on. Mowat on the left-hand side for Albion, finding Swift. Chirewa's racing to try and close down. Mowat being forced backwards by Chirewa, who fouls him. That's going to be an Albion free kick just over the halfway line. And there's 55 seconds to go. Mowat gets it back from Yukoslu. Out to the left-hand side to Fellows, an air of resignation around the Hawthorns. 
they know what's coming Mowat lifts it forwards Totti can't quite get there Doherty will head it clear eight no he's clattered into by the way and that's a Wolves free kick and there are 30 seconds remaining and now just maybe the realization is dawning on those 4,000 traveling supporters that their long old wait for a win at the Hawthorns 28 years is about to end in the next few seconds Albion supporters are streaming towards the exits Jose Sarr to launch it forwards and the whistle goes it's Derby Day glory for Wolverhampton Wanderers 28 years since the last win at the Hawthorns Ewan Roberts is no longer the last man in gold to score winning goals here at the names of Pedro Neto and Mateus Cunha a lengthy stoppage after trouble in the home ends after that second goal went in but when play was restarted half an hour later Wolves never really looked in trouble and in fact Mateus Cunha went close to adding a third it's a day that so many have waited so long for a first derby victory in 13 years a first derby in front of fans for 12 it was worth the wait Tommy Doyle, Totti, Maximilian Kilman, Matt Doherty leading the Wolves players over towards the travelling away support. They will have heard nothing else this week. That you simply have to win this game. You have to win pride back for us. Play for us. Play for the badge on the front of the shirt, not the name on the back. All those messages that would have gone through them every single where they went they have done this club they have done our city immensely proud bragging rights are ours for the first time in over a decade as Gary O'Neill raises his fist to the travelling support one more time Gary he's saying no more he's saying no more he's, yeah he's there he is he's loving it they're all loving it eight Nuri and Kilman throwing their shirts into the stands they know what this means you can achieve anything this season you simply have to win this game yeah it is and again I said even before the the game was played against Brentford people were talking about this this was the game that they wanted it's been that long since they played it but again, probably wasn't the best that they played throughout the game, but it's all about the result. It's all about getting that uh, win under the belts, getting through to the next round. And two good goals from Wolves. Two good goals, which, again, has put them in the right place, right position to go into the next round. I thought it was a very professional performance in the end from Wolves. All the goings on away from the football field, they handled it really well, scored goals at good good times of the game they took the spirit away from West Brom in those moments but whilst they weren't at their stellar best you can see they were the team of the most quality clinical going forward fabulous goal well fabulous both goals over Cunha took his goal extremely well for the second terrific strike 
just after that as well when the players came back out, which Josh Griffiths had to make a terrific save with. But Garen, he'll be delighted with the way his, his players handled that atmosphere today. Uh, and they're in the hat for the next round. And what an incredible opportunity now for Wolves to go deep in this FA Cup. The Premier League is, is looking good. They don't have to be looking over their shoulders. And it would be amazing if they could just go into this FA Cup now, full strength, like he has done every game so far, and see, as far, see how far they can really go. Yeah, listen, you know, enough, there'll be an awful lot of talk about what went on in the stands and the lengthy stoppage, the, the time the players are off the field of play, and, and all of that, that that in some quarters will take away from this. I hope it doesn't diminish it too much for those of the old gold persuasion who've had to wait a long time, who wanted to see their team come here and like David says, be professional and do the job. And, and if we're honest, there were times in that game where it was tough. First half, defensively, West Brom were very yeah. organised. Second half, they pushed at it, but Wolves had the class. Yeah, they did, and, and, and they had the quality, and, and that's the difference, isn't it? Look, if you say to them, I like you had a good game for it, the 90 minutes, uh, they would probably say, no, we didn't. We didn't play well for long spells of the time, for, especially in that first half where we allowed West Brom a little bit too much success getting into us but what they did have they had the quality to win the game they had the quality to finish off um, the attacks that they had uh, and that's the difference between this team um, and West Brom unfortunately so look at the end of the day they've got the right result they've got the right um, win that they wanted and look you know what it means to the Wolves fans you know what it means to the players as well when they're going off yeah, it's just a good victory today We'll take a break, we'll discuss it all on Match Day Live Extra to come. Finally, we can say Wolves have won at the Hawthorns again. 28 years. Was it worth the wait for you? Worth the wait. 28 years since Wolverhampton Wanderers won away at the Hawthorns. Goals in either half from Pedro Neto and Mateus Cunha sent 4,000 travelling supporters home deliriously happy. The game was marred by a lengthy stoppage as both sets of players had to be taken from the field of play when trouble in the home ends erupted after Mateus Cunha's goal on 78 minutes had doubled Wolves' lead in what was a fascinating game really between a team high up in the championship and a side mid-table in the Premier League that have been going well in good form. Albion's proud home record, they've won the last four on the trot here at the Hawthorns. But they found themselves behind actually, they tactically, they changed things around and were a bit more defensive to begin with, with OK Yukoslu charged with tracking Jean-Mignabelgar all over the field of play and that meant that there was not really too many opportunities for either side in the opening period Albion maybe just edged it but eventually Matt Doherty read a corner that was aimed to be pulled back to the edge of the box and released Pedro Neto who drove downfield cut in from the right hand side looked to have lost the opportunity and then reversed his shot in at the near post low past the goalkeeper Josh Griffiths and at the start of the second half Albion came out strong, they were a little bit more open, they caused some issues. Maximilian Kilman made a brilliant last-ditch challenge to deny Brandon Thomas Asante what would have been an open goal. And eventually the key moment, the ball over the top from Kilman, Mateus Cunha in behind and from a tight angle underneath the goalkeeper it went. In front of the Wolves supporters he went and trouble then flared in the home ends. Cunha had a great opportunity, a similar type move 
fired his shot towards the far post, well tipped round by the goalkeeper after the restart. But in the end, Wolves won the game by two goals to nil. The first derby victory since 2011 and the first one here since 1996. I'm Mikey Burrows, Andy Thompson and Dave Edwards watched it alongside me. Uh, we'll get to some of the incidents that happened in the second half uh, very shortly. But Tomo, was it worth the wait for you? Oh yeah, so look, any result in a win is, uh, is, is worth the wait. Look, say... I've seen us play better this year. I've seen us uh, be more dominant in, in a lot of games. Um, but it's all about the goals and all about the victory for me. So, look, two good goals uh, taken by two players that are in form at the moment. Um, and, look, so it doesn't matter about what, what's gone on in the game. It's all about those results and making sure that you win. You know what it means to everybody associated to the club, the fans today, who were, I think were absolutely unbelievable today. Um so again it's it's just great to have that back and then to put that victory together today Dave Edwards were they were they worthy winners did they show enough class to to outmass this West Bromwich Albion team um, just showed a little bit more guile I think I think it was a very equal game West Brom had some good moments they actually played some really good football West Brom um, but we knew how good Wolves are on the counter attack and both of their goals were about exploiting the space that West Brom had left the first goal was was brilliant and the second goal was equally as good and Cunha took it so well. But i say it was a close game, but in those big moments, Wolves showed the Premier League quality um, to go and win it. And now they've got an amazing opportunity to, to go deep in the FA Cup, like I said before. Um, the atmosphere up until the trouble was, was fantastic. The build-up to the game was electric. The Wolves fans to the right of us, they're still in here now, but well, some of them are. They were fabulous. The noise coming from that end for the whole whole game was incredible. They didn't get roped into any of the trouble that was going on as well. Everyone stayed in their seats, and yeah, it's been a, it's been a really good day for Wolves. And it was slightly marred, obviously, by what was happening in the stands. But all that matters is Wolves got the win, and they're in the hat for that fifth round. Yeah, there were really worrying scenes after the Mateus Cunha goal. There was lots of supporters in the far corner trying to get to the Wolves fans. There were issues in an area of the ground that seats a lot of the players' families. And it was noticeable that um, Kyle Bartley was one of those who carried his own family off down the tunnel and he didn't return for the final 12-13 minutes that ended up being played. And it was a slightly strange atmosphere, subdued atmosphere, from that restart really whereas before kickoff and for much of the first half it had been everything that we'd wanted it to be in terms of the atmosphere it's what we'd missed for so long and we spoke to me Tomo and listen I don't want to go into too much about what happened in the stands but the point does need to be made that both of us as football clubs represent our part of the world yeah and we we all have a responsibility when the light is shone on this part of the world that gets a lot of stick from people who are not from here, that we have to do it right. And it, it, didn't, it didn't go that way today. No, but it, the Wolves fans themselves were brilliant. Yeah, the Wolves fans were brilliant. Uh, we, we were watching them f throughout um, all that. And I'll tell you what, they were just standing there. Uh, they were still singing their own songs, uh, still enjoying the occasion. And, and look, they were great throughout the, the whole of the game. So credit to them. And so, again... It's, it's, it, we've seen it time and time again this season with the backing that we've had and the support that we've had for home and away it's been absolutely brilliant and again there's, it's no difference today so look I just think that the way they went about it the way they were didn't cause any problem by the look of it from us um, look they enjoyed the day 
and them enjoyed it even more with the with the result as well. Um, I say the the Wolves supporters. I mean, <laughs> they've left. Uh, uh, supermarket shopping bags on some of the seats away to Orion's side and stickers on others it's a reference back to an FA Cup game many years ago when uh, the club made the slightly bizarre decision to hand over the South Bank and then offer a pie and a pint to the Wolves supporters which uh, never went down well and it, and it still hasn't gone down well they still remember no it. and I mean even though we all love a pie and a pint uh, maybe that's just me amongst yeah. the three of us up here no Tomo likes a pie anyway a pint both no not, not, not massive <laughs> pint. don't mind a pint occasionally right so I know maybe. you like a pint yeah <laughs> Um, but it's I mean it's it's lovely to to have the bragging rights for once and 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 to see the smiles on faces because that's what Derby Day is about yeah it is it is and say we haven't won here for so long and um, the Covid games almost feel like they didn't happen so the last memory is that awful 5-1 game at Molyneux which you can see all the West Brom fans still um, rank as one of their best days you can see them today always referencing the five fingers on the one hand and one on the other to the Wolves fans so it's nice to to get one over on them and Wolves are well worthy of it and we can say the Wolves fans who were in the Wolves then were magnificent we can't say all Wolves fans are amazing we don't know what has gone on in the stadium we don't know if Wolves fans are in there if it was just West Brom it's we haven't got the the judgment to say that but what I will say is the 4,000 Wolves fans behind the goal were impeccably behaved throughout that game they didn't get roped into to any confrontation because you saw both angles well more opposite side of us that corner was really trying to entice those Wolves fans across um, and obviously there's a police present there but it's almost like Wolves fans find it a little bit funny they stood their ground they sang their songs and, and they didn't get involved and it's a lot easier to do that when you're winning um, and I'm so happy that they got the goals they got to celebrate it's nice they got a goal in front of the fans as well um, and that picture of Cunha just standing there with his arms there that will become iconic um, so a special day for them and say we might not play West Brom for quite a while so hopefully we'll have those bragging rights for, for a long time um, Let's talk about the actual game on the field of play one change had to be made from Brighton no Pablo Sarabia today Jean-Ric Nabelgar came into the starting lineup. it meant a bit of a, a reorganisation and it, it you know listen we're playing through this period without He Chan Wang who's away with South Korea and even he is not the archetypal old-fashioned number nine that you played with but he's a bit more of a, a presence and and I just wondered from both of you really how how you think Wolves are, are managing to get through these matches without a rack and eye striker in many respects yeah but you've got three quality lads up front who are doing a great job as well I know Sarabi has been playing uh, as a link link up man in, in that uh, front line but I just think that they've done absolutely unbelievable I think since Christmas I think the results, performances have been totally different. And again, just typifies the way we played against Brighton. So like Brighton, we got absolutely battered earlier on in the season at home. Um, and we defended really well. And we had opportunities in that game um, to, to get a result or to get the three points. And it just shows you how well we have done this season. Again, clean sheet today, which will be something that the goalkeeper, the back line, and as a team will look at as well. But when they are getting chances or those chances are coming, they're taking them. They're being more clinical. This season, you think about the goals that we've scored. And again, was it when we spoke a, a few weeks back, we, we'd scored 30 goals and we had 31 from last season in total. You look at the season this year, so like all of a sudden that goal tally's going up 
opportunities are going up. Um, okay. Um, some of the results have we had a little bit of a setback, but I'll just think since December we've just pushed on. We've just pushed on as a squad, as a team, as a club, uh, and just showed the quality that we have got. And again, not a great game today by us, but so clinical when the chances are coming. Again, two good goals, one from Neto, one from Cunha. Uh, and again, it's all about getting results and all about getting that win. And, and they've done that again today. 43 goals for the campaign now in all competitions. And as I say, they're doing it without a recognised number nine. Yeah, the, the forward players and the numbers they're producing is, is really good to see. So it hasn't happened in recent years. Been crying out for an out-and-out -out goal scorer. And whilst we probably haven't got an out-and-out -out goal scorer, it's nice to see those four players producing assists, getting goals, getting into good areas, creating chances. Um, and you have to say a lot of the, well, probably 95% of the credit has to go down to Gary O'Neill, the way he sets the team up, the way he can um, create these opportunities and, and use the strengths of the players we got. So he will manufacture these opportunities to have space for Cunha to turn and run with the ball, to have space for Neto to run into, to try and disrupt the opposition's defence with movements and um, little intricate passing and using the space in behind when they can. It's not, um, it's not by chance that these lads have just clicked and they're, they're scoring more goals this year and they're creating more chances. It's because of the work they do on the training pitch. Gary O'Neill deserves huge credit for that. Um, and it's great to see. I was always... Um, on Cunha's back a little bit last season because I didn't think he was the answer for that number nine shirt and he was playing up there and he was coming too much to get to the ball but he's been magnificent this season. Gary O'Neill has known how to play him. He's He puts him in areas in the pitch where he can affect the game and then he's getting him in the box as well afterwards um, and again that has to be down to Gary O'Neill so um, hopefully it continues, hopefully they keep him pressing and say what they have done in over the last four to six weeks is proof that they may be necessary can go through to the end of the season without getting someone in the transfer window they don't have to panic by because there's enough quality um, in the squad although it's very small there's not many options on the bench and things at the moment they've got enough quality in that team to get them through to the summer and then you can look at adding a few few players of real real quality yeah i mean they benefited from having rain nori back from the africa cup of nations today and actually when he came on kunya went more central and and that's kind of led to the goal really because if he if he'd still been playing in the role he was he wouldn't have been there to make the run that he did and he and he obviously nearly got a second as well doing almost exactly yeah. the same run and I, d I don't think that's a run that Mateus Cunha makes last year I really don't um, I know that Gary Neal has had numerous conversations with him trying to to speak to him in private about being in the box being between the posts more but on both those occasions obviously for the goal to start off with. The West Brom was sleeping, but he was on his toes, ready to go in behind. And it was a bit of a hopeful clearance from, from Max Kilman. And all of a sudden, he finds himself in there, and then he's clinical. And then when he got in for the second one, what a hit as well. He struck that so true. It was a fabulous save from, from Josh Griffiths. But I do think there's a fundamental shift in the way that Mateus Cunha is approaching his game. We all know he's neat and tidy and gets into the pocket. He still does that, but he's got this real... Um, drive now of, of getting the team forward when he's got the ball and when he's making runs off the ball as well from those central positions. Well, Mateus Cunha was superb today. Um, shout out for Tommy Doyle uh, again in that midfield again, area. Well, he's a quality player, isn't he? He's a quality get, uh, player. Lamina in there as well. So, look, uh, Gomez is back for next game as well. Uh, so, it'd be interesting what O'Neill does because I think Doyle's done himself no harm at all well, playing in there. 
Edo and I were talking on the way here today about, you know, is, is it because he's got a run of games? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not been having to come on for fits and starts. He's, of course he's been the main guy for the last three, four of games now. At the end of the day, so look, if you're playing regular football, one, you, your sharpness will come, your gameplay will come. Uh, that understanding of being in the team will come as well. Knowing the strengths of your players and playing alongside it, it that, it's no incident, uh, no accident, sorry. Why Dawson? When Dawson comes back into the side, Kilman looks a lot better. Totty looks a bit, lot better. It's because they know and understand what each other do. And you look at this squad now, they've got such a good understanding about how each other play. Um, if they have to come in or they come on a sub, you watch the way that they play. And, and look, testimony to the uh, to the, the manager. So look, I just think that he's just got this team firing at the moment and looking good at the moment, getting results more importantly at the moment. And it just shows you the characters, the quality are in this squad. And and I've said that from uh, from day one in this, this, this year about the quality that we've got. Last year, we weren't great. This year, we look a total different side. We look so confident. We look like we can get ourselves back into it because that was one of the problems last year. Mm. If we went 1-0 down, we never looked like getting back into a game. This year, we do. We do look confident when we're playing. Um, do you remember a conversation, Edo, you and I had at the start of the season that was about the midfielders and the fact that they're all different, right? And, and there was a moment today that Tommy Doyle got an, a really bad challenge from Jed Wallace and he didn't get treatment. He just kind of picked himself up a bit, you know, took him a while, but he picked himself up and he was like, shook it off and kept going. He's been down in the corner where people have been throwing stuff at him to take corners he just seems to brush all this stuff off. And for a player of that age, he's actually kind of remarkably mature. Yeah, he's got some real character. He's got tenacity. I think he, he loves that side of the game. Even with the, sounds silly, the style of his, the way he runs. You look at him, he just feels like he wants to get into tackles. He wants to disrupt players. And we know what quality he's got on the ball. Some of his passing today was, was excellent. Um, he did start to tire a little bit before the end but I think the kick from Jed Wallace was starting to take its toll you can see he was constantly sort of feeling his calf in that area where he did get the kick and going in for 20 minutes isn't going to help that it's going to stiffen up so he did look a little bit um, uneasy when he came back out and got through the game but it's a massive massive boost to, to Wolves and Gary O'Neill that he's come in and played so well because he's given him a headache now we did speak at the start of the season we said that what's nice is last year with Matinho and Neves and Others is a well, very technical midfield, but can they play a different way? Whereas I feel they've got a really good balance. You've, all three of those players are tenacious and can win the ball back. Then you've got Doyle with his passing range. You've got Lamina with his running power. You've got Jao Gomez who just gets around everywhere. You've got a really nice balance, which could suit different games and play all three together if, if the moment ever comes. So um, it will be, it'll be interesting on Thursday when they play Man United, who he goes from that midfield to, because if I was Tommy Doyle and I get left out, I'm a little bit disappointed after the performances he's put in. Yeah, I agree. So look, you'll feel disappointed. Look, that's how you want your players to be, though. You want your players to be disappointed. <sighs> look, I think Doyle's done well in there. Lamina coming back in as well. Um, I just think that probably Lamina and Gomez is his number two, uh, number one pair. I think that he, they're the ones in there. So I won't be surprised, but I, uh, I'm, I'm with Edo. So I, I just think that I'd be disappointed if I'm not playing if I wasn't in that starting lineup for um, for uh, Wolves on uh, Thursday night, but 
look at quality what we've got there. So you just hope that that knock he's got isn't an easy option for Gary yeah. Neal. Just say, oh, you're not quite 100%. But, but you make the point, there is the game Thursday and then Sunday. So it, it would be easy, wouldn't it, to kind of go, well, we'll put João Gomez back in now and then Tommy Dore can come back in on Sunday and, and, and have a night off on Thursday. Yeah. And then that the becomes, Thursday. becomes all about man management then. Um, it comes about building relationships with your players so you know that they're always um, enthusiastic around the training ground. You don't want them to be out of the team and bringing the morale down. You want them to um, always be looking to, to play their part and feel like they're involved in it. And it's a difficult balancing act for managers. Um, if I'm Tommy O'Doyle, if I'm Tommy, Do- not Tommy O'Doyle, Tommy Doyle, sorry, coming from Man City, playing Man United on Thursday, he's going to want to play, isn't he? You know he's going to want to play. But yeah, it, it, it does make sense with a fresh Joe Gomez to come back in. But Gary O'Neill will, will already have in his mind, I think, what he's going to do in that game. And he'll see what situation all the players are in when they go to training on Monday or Tuesday. And then he'll, he'll start to build towards that game. Is there a point worth making here, Tommy? Um when you look at what Wolves have achieved on this run, seven matches unbeaten now in all competitions. They, you know, when we talk about them getting getting back to get the draw in the first game against Brentford, when they played with ten men for eighty odd minutes, when we talk about obviously the really impressive victory over Everton just before the new turn of the new year, and all these kind of games that that have come under a, a period where there was no Mario Lamina for a couple of weeks. There's been no He Chan Wang for a couple of weeks. You're taking out a guy who scored the goals that he scored. Pedro so Neto far. as well. Yeah. Pedro Neto. Pedro has, Neto has coming back, back in. Still finding his feet a little bit as Ray well. Ray Nori's been missing yeah. from it. They haven't had the numbers with Bubakar Traore being away as well. And We all thought when Neto got injured, that was that was it for Wolves, yeah. didn't we? Well, where yeah. are the goals going to come from? Massive loss. I just, I just think that it just shows you, uh, even though we said, we'll, I've looked at the, the programme and you look at the, the numbers that West Brom have got, you look at the numbers that most of the teams that we play against, their squad is vastly more than ours. But it just shows you the quality that we got. Even though we've got a smaller squad, the quality that we've got within the squad. Um, and again, we're missing or we, some of the players who have been vital to us this year. But it just shows you people coming in and the quality that we've got. Again, the manager having that belief in what they're doing, that it just shows you that we can... Well, well, we have de- dealt with it, that we can deal with situations that have, have happened this year with one of your star players getting injured with a hamstring, being out for two months, uh, Wang going to the competition in the Asia Cup, um, Ait Nouri going, again, Sarabia again injured today a little bit with, with the calf. So you think about some players coming in and out of the team, but we're still getting those results. It's because of that quality, that belief and that character, what they show. You said about the 10 men at Brentford. Tell you what, we could have easily won that. We could have a lot easier. And we got brought them back to the Molyneux where we did get the victory. But it just shows you what this manager and how he sets his teams up to be very difficult to beat. But also as well, they can get at you. They've got a threat. They want teams to come on to them because of the pace that we've got. And, and we did that against uh, Brentford with the 10 men. We still offered something going forward. And again, we did Brighton, who I think Brighton is probably the best side in the division even Man City keeping possession of the ball we more than matched them we defended really well but also as well we created a couple of opportunities to get the victory it's just good to watch at the moment just good to watch as a team as a squad manager's done a great job certainly has and uh, I mean look he will be absolutely ecstatic because he knows uh, how important it was today to get the win Um, just before we finish uh, I just want to be a bit naughty and just pose a hypothetical normal, normal. to you. Well, okay. 
Um, at the minute, Wolves are in 11th, and they are three points off seventh place. Um, and, you know, look, that's Brighton and Manchester United, the teams in seventh and eighth. Chelsea are ahead, and there's Newcastle there as well. So it is by no means going to be a, a, a easy kind of battle to be in there. But at this stage, you would suggest three points off, Wolves potentially, potentially, are within reach of a European yep, yep. qualification Look, so spot. Two hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me just pose this point. Go here. on then. So so that's on one hand. However, we're into the fifth round of the FA Cup. You don't know who you're going to get at, at this stage. By the time most people listen to this, the draw <laughs> will have been made. We might have a horrible draw. So let me just caveat it. We're speaking immediately after the game. The draw's not been made. But what are you actually focusing on now? You personally, first of all, and then what you think the team will. FA Cup or push on in Premier League? For me, every game. I think he'll focus on them. Nobody will, though. I'm telling you, he could have quite easily have changed the side today. I know I know, it was a massive game. It's, it's a different game today. But you look at it. He's gone as strong as he can for, for the games this year. For the FA Cup, for the league, he has gone strong. If he's got players that are right and ready for games, he'll play his strongest side, I think. He'll play his strongest side. And I think that he's got trust in the squad that he's got. If you're asking about priorities, um, look, of course, we all saw what happened to an FA Cup run a few years ago and what we did and how people felt. I know it wasn't great the way we went out, but I think that we can continue playing the way that we are as long as we don't have major injuries. I think he'll still continue to keep playing a strong team for me. The, the 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 weird point in this is that we ended up getting seventh in that year that we got to the yeah. semi final. The FA Cup run helped in a strange well, way. I say because because we're not in Europe, then the games are spread out enough to do what Tomo said. You you can just go into every game. There's very rarely they're going to be playing three games a week. So um, so he can fully focus. It all depends on injuries as well. Obviously, if it gets a little bit tighter and he is having to rotate, I imagine he'd always want to probably play his strongest team in the FA Cup because you're a couple of games away from some really special days, aren't you? So, um, you can But also see as well, it's, it's a European opportunity as well, so yeah. you've got the league and that as well, so depending on what you're doing. And obviously the last European experience was somewhat robbed from the fans, wasn't it? Because of the COVID um, experience as well. So, yeah, I, I I think he has the time to to concentrate on both. If he has the squad to do both, it's, it's a different question. Um, but I would just... Oh, it, how good would it be for, for Wolves to to win the FA Cup and that is achievable that is achievable with this group of players and a lucky run in the draw if you're going to draw Man City next and then you somehow get through that and you're going to draw another big team then it's difficult um, but the FA Cup is not seeded you draw anyone and they could find themselves in the semi-finals with quite, an, quite a, a reasonably easy run and then it'd be incredible well the Premier League you can't do that you've got to play who you've got to play don't get me excited. I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure George <laughs> with Maidstone will be happy. Will be uh, oh, play for something. That would be amazing. Oh yeah, Maidstone at Molyneux would yeah, be amazing. Yeah. Very would. I say. I, I mean, listen. It's one of those things, isn't it? Where a former manager of ours said, "Dreaming is for free," and we've dreamt once before, and we nearly got to a cup final. And we should have. We should have. We were what seconds away before that Dendonka challenge on Troy Deeney at Wembley that that would have seen it through and. And who knows what might have happened? I mean, we probably would have got some like might, Watford did in the final, yeah. but but who knows? But um, but yeah, I mean that's that, and that's the carrot now, isn't it? Because look, they've achieved something that 
that lots of Wolves teams didn't achieve, that, you know, Edo's Wolves team didn't achieve, that, um, you know, you talk about Matt Murray's Wolves team and Lee Naylor's Wolves teams, didn't achieve coming here and winning this game. And this group of players have done that. And that's that. And, you know, we joke about history and, you know, we heard from Matt Murray pre-kickoff about, you know, you do well in this game, you become immortal. We all still talk about Ewan Roberts. He was laughing at talking, chatting to me the other did he day. Have, did he have his teeth in? He did have his teeth in, yeah. <laughs> yeah, more, goal, more goals that day than front teeth. But, it, you know, because he knew exactly when the draw was made, everyone was coming to oh. him. Because it was history that he made. And, and these players have done that. And, uh, and as much as we can dream and as much as we can talk about how well they've done in the Premier League, we have to end today on just what an achievement it is that they've made. Massive, massive achievement. So, for this hanging over the head, for how long it's been, it's like it, it looks like, as a club, as, as fans, uh, it's just absolutely brilliant that they've got the result that they've all wanted. They've got the bragging rights back. Um, hopefully, it'll stay for a number of years now. Um, but, yeah, look, it was all about the result today, wasn't it? It was all about getting that result um, and, and that win for the club, uh, everybody involved in it but especially the fans it's just great it's just great to get that victory yeah big credit to the players and the staff they handled the occasion very well they handled the atmosphere really well and they did what they needed to do um, regardless if they're the Premier League team and you're playing against the Championship team you still got to come here and put on a performance they did that they were efficient with the way they played they got the goals at good times they've won the game and I say they've they've taken that um, that hoodoo away from, from not winning here for so long and you say you, you don't know when the next time you're going to play West Brom is so Wolves fans can relish in that hopefully for a long time <laughs> you said that twice now <laughs> just like I've been waiting 12 years yeah, yeah, Mike yeah. I've been waiting 12 I years know, yeah, I was just going to say is it is it has it exercised any personal demons it for you? is it has, has that five one he was a horrific he can sleep day. tonight now he yeah. can sleep tonight <laughs> I haven't had a good night's sleep for 12 years <laughs> sleep like a baby tonight Oh, goodness me. That might what, be the wine. What, what a day it has been. I say there is so much reaction across the Wolves social media channels at Wolves, wolves.co.uk, via the Wolves app as well. Wolves Express, you'll be able to hear from all the first team involved and everything as well. Um, it's just the day that obviously there was a... Uh, the, that fan stuff that happened within it that took a, a bit of the shine away. But for all those of an old gold persuasion who have had to wait so long to stand tall and stand proud. I hope you really did enjoy this day. Hopefully it really was worth the wait.